today on the program. If you spend half as much time with your hands on them strings as you do on that girl's ass, you might get somewhere. It's Crossroads. Hello. Hello! Welcome to the Rewatch Party, everyone. I am your host, Nick. Joining me, as always, are the hellhounds to my trail, Lois and Brandon. How are you guys doing? Hey there. Where I come from, you don't blow no harp. You don't get no pussy. No pussy. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, today, we are talking about Crossroads from 1986. This is directed by Walter Hill. You guys might remember him from Bullet to the Head. Is <clears throat> our director there? Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I think we talked about that yeah. on Bullet to the Head. Um, he also did both of the 48 Hours movies. He did The Warriors, you know, Come Out of Play, yay, yeah. Brewster's mm-hmm. Millions. Quite a bit of stuff, Walter oh, Hill. Oh, I love Brewster's Millions. Quite a successful director, this Walter Hill. I love that, Brewster's Millions. Uh, this was written by... John a- Candy was the, the catcher, I think, in that. His, like, buddy catcher, you know, Brewster was the... I know, he had to spend all the money to get more money or something. Yeah, he had to spend all, like, a million dollars. And he ended up doing it with a stamp? I think so. Yeah, he did. He totally did. Right? Oh, Spoiler wait, wait for that spoil movie. it for everybody. <laughs> That's a really good movie, uh, Richard, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yeah. yeah. It's a really cool movie. If you've never even watched anything Richard Pryor, I'd suggest you, uh, you do yeah, that Yeah, there is right quite a few. I mean, there's some bad shit Richard Pryor did. <laughs> looking at you, Superman 3. But uh, he, had, he had some good hits. <laughs> Uh, this was written, interestingly, by a man See, named still John Fusco. Fusco? Fusco. Fusco? Fusco. We'll go with Fusco. Um, but old John here dropped out of school at 16 and just started traveling around playing blues and doing stuff. And uh, also was dating a girl who worked at a like a nursing retirement home place. And she was talking about this old blues guy there. And uh, so he, between his experiences and the guy at the nursing home, kind of pieced this together based on, sort of based on his own life. Oh, very cool. And then he ended up going back, uh, like he got his GED and went to like a a screenwriting school or like a film school. Uh, This was the first script he ever wrote. And it was like his final student project or whatever. So he'd already had a movie made out of a script before he even got out of school. That's really cool. So this dude, this dude's pretty legit. Well, so what's his name again? David John Fusco. 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 But then he also Fusco. he did both of the Young Guns movies. Fucking love Young Guns. I don't know anything about Young Guns. What? I just said that. How do you not know about Young Guns? I don't know. And then all those fucking stupid spirit movies, like the horse that's named Spirit, that has like a whole franchise and cartoons and all that shit. He oh, could, yeah, sure. He sure, gave sure. a spirit. He gave us Hidalgo, that other Viggo Mortensen horse movie. No, and then also no The Babe. Where John Goodman plays Babe Ruth. I like that movie. That, that was, was a, cool a good movie. movie. And they're like, I remember uh, when they were like, "You made more money than the president." He goes, "Well, I had a better year than him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was line. like, Babe Ruth was a, just a drunk dude. He'd go up there and still dominate oh, yeah. drunk. 
Well, especially once they gave him a pinch runner. When he didn't have to worry about actually <laughs> running the bases, he just crank out a homer and go sit down and start drinking bourbon again. Like, What do you think about that in, in baseball? That's that, bullshit, that, man. What are you talking about? There's pinch hitting and pinch... No, you got to fucking... I'm sorry, baseball's the only sport where you're allowed to be out of shape other than bowling. Yeah. The least you could do is hit your own balls <laughs> and walk to I the base. I think you're right. It's a slippery slope because, like, what's stopping me from... All right, I just created this robot, you know? Yeah. And then... Listen, you can throw Next whatever we got you want Blurns at it. ball or whatever it is in Futurama. <laughs> yeah, we're it's on a ball. It's on a string. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that part of it. But it was a good movie. And John Goodman, perfect choice to play fucking Babe Ruth. I, mean, I, was, yeah. I was thinking that when you brought it up. You know, yeah. John Goodman as Babe Ruth. Like, I see that yeah, in my brain. Makes, makes absolute perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Was it just called Babe? The, the Babe. The Babe, right. Babe was the pig. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, the Babe movies... And the Happy Feet movies, those animated penguin things, mm-hmm. those all were directed by the same guy who does Mad Max, George Miller. Wow, he's diverse. Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> he had Mad Max 1, 2, 3, mm-hmm. Babe, Happy Feet, and then Mad Max Fury Road's like, Jesus Christ. Dude, he's got to get all that darkness yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got to purge himself. It's like, you got to pick a lane, dude. This is weird. Um, so anyway, this is Walter Hill, and uh, he, uh, he seems to be more steady in what he does with directing. So our movie opens. We get some nice little blues harp in the background. That's the soundtrack, right? And uh, Not that kind of not harp. That kind of harp. Not that kind of harp. Uh, and we see this man. It's black and white, so of course this means flashback, right? Mm-hmm. We're in a flashback. And this man has a guitar, and he walks into the crossroads. And this, you know, they, they somehow found two dirt roads that meet and they had to make a stand out from any other two dirt roads that meet you've ever seen in your whole life. So there's this one tree on one corner. That that's it. That's the thing that makes a stand out from. <laughs> yeah, it literally looked it, like it hasn't been there very long because it's like fresh gravel. Yeah, it's yeah. not all beat up dirt road. Um, but it is a literal crossing of two roads. Yeah, which I mean, unmarked by where, the way. Where I grew up, uh, that was every square mile. Yeah, like he had a, every, you had a dirt county road every mile. Northwest end of the road, you had a big, and there's that one big one dead, tree, big dead tree, by the way. Yeah, that's still there somehow. It, see, this hasn't is, eroded this in is 40 like years. In 1930, yeah, and it's still there in '86 when they go back at the end of the movie. Uh, that's the only like distinguishing landmark is that tree. But this is obviously Robert Johnson, you know, going to the fabled crossroads where he uh, sold his soul. And this is all like actual blues lore, right? Right. That the movie's like... It ain't no lore. Is it real? Yeah. I was there. That's where I made my deal, too. Do you think his story is real at all? What? Like the... Willie Brown or... No, no, no. The uh, story of the crossroad and Robert Johnson selling his soul. No. And then like getting stabbed or shot or something. Yeah, no, that... Yeah, uh, there was horrible, like, documentation of his life, because he wasn't really, he was just a dude that traveled around. Like, it wasn't until after he died that he became the legend, and everybody gave a shit about his music, really, you know? I mean, he was successful, but it was like, he disappeared for a while, or, you you know, he was traveling around, and when he came back to Mississippi, like, his his playing skills had increased so much, like, well, obviously, most of it. It's not like he just got better. No, 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 no. He did something. He had to sell his soul or something to get that good. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, you practice. Or, yeah. I mean, you, you traveled around doing nothing all day, every day, but playing blues guitar. I'm sure he got pretty good at it. <clears throat> all right. But 
so he he's at the crossroads, and then he goes into this hotel room, right, where they're going to record him. Now he did two sessions in real life, not not in the movie, but he had two sessions in 1936 and the other in 1937. One in San Antonio, one in Dallas. Which, being a Mississippi guy, I, uh, that doesn't make any sense. But they all, flew him in or something. All in all, him in. all in all, he recorded 29 songs. Yeah, that were just kind of released randomly. I mean, it's the 30s, so I'm not sh- sure there wasn't a lot of like album and uh, record distribution going, really. So, I mean, much later, now you can get a compilation. I'm sure there are hundreds of different ones that are all 29 Robert Johnson songs together called, you know, King of the Blues and Robert Johnson Collection and whatever fucking things. Um, I even used to have a copy of it. It was a double CD All of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so he sits down, the guy's like, have you ever recorded before? He said, no. And he goes, well, you sit at the mic and you play your heart out and we'll handle all the rest. And so then he starts playing the original, well, obviously it's not him actually playing, but we get Robert Johnson's Crossroad Blues. Is that like his actual music? I think they, this- yeah. I think It sounds act- really good. I've I never heard I think they actually it- played the, uh, the Robert Johnson song. So, I I've never heard those recordings uh, like sound so clear. That's too good of a recording to be. Because I was one? just reading that they were recorded in improvised studios with like lo-fi. Yeah, technology. I mean they just set up stuff in a room basically. Yeah, that's it's way 36. too clear to be. Uh, I mean, it's been remastered and all this so many times. Like I don't remember when I had the CDs of Robert Johnson recordings. It wasn't it wasn't a bad sounding recording. Did it sound like a good recording? Fairly good. Nothing yeah. from the, that era doesn't have some, some sort of like low hissing in it, you know, uh, uh, or some sort of clipping of. Well, I don't know. Let's look look up at the movie here and see on the soundtrack if it says actual Robert oh, Johnson and Crossroads and But uh, one thing I did read about when they were recording him, his his songs were long. So they slowed it down so that they could fit more. They did something to the speed of the tape as they were recording. And then when they put it back to normal speed, like he didn't actually have that high pitched of a voice. Um, It was just, yeah, no, Crossroads is performed by Terry Evans and Ry Cooter, who we're going to be talking about him a lot. He did the soundtrack, everything except the Steve Vai thing at the end. Is all Ry Cooter. Oh, I thought he's um, a hell of a fucking. Oh, I thought guitarist. Steve I did all the guitars. No, he just did his thing it. at the end. So this guy was playing all the bluesy, yes. like good riffs. All the stuff Ralph Macchio fakes doing. Uh, no, I mean I don't think he did the classical. They probably got someone else for the classical parts when he's at Juilliard. Um, but you can get the soundtrack, which I have on vinyl because I'm fucking cool. But it's the. I mean, does the, that make you cool? Yes. I, I don't have one. I'm well, not cool. You better. Get cool, man. I mean, okay, I'm on it. <laughs> but the the soundtrack is like a Ry Cooter album because he did all of this. All of this. Cooter, you brought her. <clears throat> really, did okay. So that's not actual Robert Johnson. They did re-recording. Found that out. So after this recording, we get the Crossroad Blues. We cut to the modern day. I guess modern in quotes because it's 1986. That's not very modern. But we meet Ralph Macchio. Macho, Macho. Uh, he plays Eugene in this movie. He's Eugene. This is the same year as Karate Kid 2. Hmm. 
put both of these out in 86. So he was, he's uh, having a good year. Not only running to the Mississippi Delta, but he's running away to Japan with uh, Pat Morita. It's a busy, busy year for old Machio. Um, but he's, so we, we, he goes to this like high security retirement nursing home thing. Yeah, like a, uh, he called it uh, uh, old, old people. Like old people jail or something, but it's a hospital, but it's also a jail sort of i mean they're not old in cells cage. i think it's what he called old folk cages yeah they're i mean they're allowed to kind of roam around but there's a lot of security oh orderlies uh, it says it's a minimum security hospital there we so go some sort of lockdown so yeah. no bars yeah but they just have rooms and they're allowed to go fusco. watch tv and i think his stuff. last name is fusco we'll just go back it. to fusco oh he just played it fusco that's, that's what we didn't that what we landed on fusco fusco yeah i think i'd go with that one all right uh now so that i see the spelling so of. he goes in and he's like i need to i want to visit uh willie brown and she's like okay let me get your name and the she mad go- is dog in the whole damn town oh that's leroy that's that's that's, that's leroy that's that's a different Old brown King that's, willie, no, no. willie brown no no, no. okay this is a Willie Brown in the, the Crossroads song. But he does say you can dog. run and tell my friend poor Willie Brown. So he was sung about in a Robert Johnson song for realsies. Oh. Blind dog Willie Brown. <laughs> All right. So she, the, the nurse lady goes back to talk to Willie Brown and comes back to Eugene saying, yeah, he doesn't know any Eugene. He doesn't want to have any visitors. Fuck off, basically. And as he's walking away, he hears harmonica. And he's like, this has got to be the guy. <laughs> So he sees this bulletin board that's like help wanted. So he gets a a job here at the the hospital, right? Now he's the janitor. He's a janitor. Um so as he's mopping around, we finally get he gets to Willie Brown's room and we get to meet Willie Brown, who's played by Joe Seneca. Joe Seneca, my man. Joe Seneca. And he denies being the legendary Willie Brown. He's like, but you're Will- your name's Willie Brown. You were the one that Robert Johnson called out to at the end of Crossroad Blues. And then we get, I got six cousins named Willie Brown. Man working the store down the street named Willie Brown. If I had a <laughs> nickel for every Willie Brown in this world, I wouldn't be here listening to your bullshit. How do you know all this? What? How do you know all this about me? Uh, Is he trying to Stallone Willie Brown here? Well, he was, I'm, I'm thinking Creed 1 where... Uh, he comes in. Oh, into he's the, at the restaurant. Into the restaurant. Hey, you know all this. Hey, you know all this. this is from uh, minute ten of this fuck. Well, <laughs> you, uh, you know all that. It's called the internet rock. You're Willie Brown, <laughs> right? You, you went down to the crossroads with Robert. Yeah. Hey, who, uh, who won that third fight between you and Robert Johnson? Hey. Uh, we were talking about that one. It's a, it's a secret. I, the devil won that one. I, be, I believe. I played guitar against the devil. Stallone with those fucking. <laughs> could you imagine him trying to do those bare paws of hands? Yes, there's no way he could play. I did. I did go to a Frank Stallone gig once. I got to see Frank Stallone perform. It was in an Italian restaurant in L.A. and he was like doing crooner, like old Sinatra standards and all those songs that you know Italian guys are known for singing. And at one point they did uh, Stormy Monday, and he got a guitar out. Now, that was the only song out of like the. Two and a half or three hours he was performing. He only played guitar in one song, and it was Stormy Monday, and he did the worst solo I think I've ever heard. It was fucking atrocious. Tuesday, he was, just as bad. God damn, he was terrible. And then I met him at, uh, at the bar afterwards and got a picture. I don't even know where it went. I got a picture with him where we did like the, the Stallone yeah. fist thing that <laughs> Sylvester always does. And uh, yeah, his hands are at least three times the size of mine. It's insane. Frank is that Stallone why is a pretty big you'd dude. you do that? So that you can like show, hey, look at that. 
Well, I mean, Stallone does it. Stallone does it because of Rocky. Frank does it because he knows he's anybody only knows who he is because of his brother, and that's really all he's got going for him. But he was, yeah, he was just the most prima donna fucking bitch I've ever seen. (laughs) And then I kept running into him. I'd meet him, or not meet, but like come across him in guitar stores in North Hollywood, to the point where he would like see me and go like point and kind of recognize me. I was like. I'm almost on a first name basis with Frank Stallone <laughs> of all fucking people. And every time all I could think was Norm MacDonald when he would do the weekend update on Saturday Night Live, every joke was, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. It was like an oil spill. Who's at fault? That's Frank right. Stallone. <laughs> like it was this running gag. And I'm just like, God damn it, Frank Stallone, why are you haunting me? So there there might be a good chance that Sylvester Stallone is aware of you. Of my existence yeah, somehow. Because the, like he's like, Man, hey, bro, there's I, just this weird coincidence running, coming. I keep running into this fucking weird dude. I don't know what's going <laughs> on with this guy. Yeah, there was one point he was there at this guitar shop, and I was taking my old Gibson in uh to get f- f- writing done. Like they were looking at it to talk, you know, getting this uh estimate on refreading that. And he was in there with his guitarist, and he was like, I just want a shiny one. Frank was? Frank was, yeah. <laughs> he was going to buy a guitar purely off of how shiny it was. You got your priorities, I guess, dude. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so anyway, this is not Sylvester Stallone. This is Joe Seneca, who says there's a lot of Willie Browns in this world. And uh, so Eugene leaves, but we do get this look. He's like, oh, fuck. They found me. Like He definitely gives the look of... Of uh, I was I was totally feeding this kid shit, you know. Yeah, like he knows who I am. Like, I've been oh, fuck. I've, I've been, been caught. I've been found. You Uh-oh. know, have you ever watched that uh, that uh, Jinx? I think it's called Jinx documentary mm. about that guy, and he gets up and Robert he has the, he's got yeah Durst right. He's got the mic on. Fred Durst. No, Robert. No, his his distant cousin. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing a, a mic, and he was like, going in the bathroom, and he's like, "They got you." I mean. You did it. I, he was talking to himself in mm-hmm. the. Uh, in Does the he bathroom. know he has a microphone? I Does think he, he, he got I think he realizes it a little later. Oh shit! But yeah, that's the like you watch this miniseries. They save that for the last like two episodes or something. But you watch all this. Hey, what was this on Netflix? Probably HBO. Fuck. Yeah, it's good. Jeez. It's worth. It's worth seeing. Uh, but yeah, right. that's but that's him. That. He's like they got you. Like, oh fuck, man. Fuck. That's that. That's because that he doesn't know. Have. He's like, how this kid's obviously not here to be a janitor. Like he's specifically coming after me and why you know so what fuck he's what, running what, from the devil what crazy <laughs> thing have i done in my past that's catching up to me right now yeah. it seems like uh, he's a man running from the devil oh uh, yeah 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 he definitely has if i had to guess i would say that you're running from the devil maybe you just got that look in your eyes like you're running from the devil maybe. no so that's that's glaucoma uh, so. no uh, well, you'd rather be running <laughs> with the devil yeah i'll say then david lee roth comes in he goes no it's with the devil yeah no, sir. That, that's glaucoma, sir. That's, that's, that's that look in my eyes. That that explains the weed, then. Okay. All right. So next we get Eugene's in guitar class, and I was like, "Yes, I fucking miss guitar classes." Uh, yeah, and he rocks that. Way too class. expensive, but like, just be a music nerd all day, every day for two years. Best time of my life. Loved it. But yeah, he plays the shit out of this piece, which I'm an uneducated swine, so I recognize, but I have no idea what the name of this is. Obviously, it's a Mozart. In fact, I only know it's Mozart because the teacher scolds him afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, he ends it with this beautiful blues lick. Uh, I think I had seen it's uh, the Turkish March, I think is the name of that song by Mozart. Okay. I I think I had seen something. On the soundtrack? Yeah, I'm trying to find it, but I'm not going to spend too much time. That sure makes sense. What a sweet lick. I mean, that that was a beautiful fucking blues lick, and it worked out pretty well, I think. And I like what I like about this is that 
Macho almost looks like he's playing that. There are times, but then there are a lot of times where like, bro. Yeah, you definitely can, But the the ultimate placement for any layperson would it it, it, it translates well and it looks like he's almost playing up it. until the ending. When he's trying to do the Steve Vai piece on that telecaster's like, nah. You you fucking <laughs> lost it all there. And so there are moments like he definitely put work into it. I can tell that. There but, is a part later on where he's playing the electric guitar and you see him playing that E right and he's like he's, yeah. he's almost there. Um, there was a thing I have it later on in the right. notes, but there was an IMDb trivia thing where they're like Ralph Macchio actually learned and he was you know as far as fingering goes playing these things note for note, and I was like you are fucking high. Uh, that's just a true or false thing. Yeah, like, false. Yeah, no, that's false. There, there are moments where it's like, yeah, all right, but then there's other times where it's like sliding up, and he's like doing something way down at the bottom. Like you're, nah, man, nah, you, you're not, you're not there. But this one, this one, this one wasn't bad here in the in the yeah, class. Good, uh, especially the blues ending. Like I'm at chord he ends on. He was like making a bar chord shape with his fingers. Like not bad. But uh, the teacher's like that was very good, very good up to a. Point. And his teacher is played by that fucking what is the Bloomfeld? Is that the ultimate Bond villain with the fucking oh, right. cut on his face? <laughs> like he sounds like such a goddamn Bond villain. Maybe that's what this is. It's the eighties, you know. Uh, played by Alan Arbus. I think. Sentis. I think that uh, he's on. He's hiding. Bond has bested him so many times. He's now fucking. Taking a new persona and he's hiding in fucking Juilliard <laughs> School he's of Music in New York. Music. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Bond is going to catch me again. No, um, so again. now, uh, he, yeah, we we find that he wants to do blues and he, he's not supposed to. He's got to be classical because Juilliard is a classical music academy, right? Uh, so now he goes back to work and Willie's like, "Why the why the fuck do you care about some old harmonica player? Like, what is up your what what's the B in your bonnet what's here, boy? What's going on here?" And he's like, well, I, I want to find the lost song. Robert Johnson was supposed to record 30, but we only got 29. And he's like, how the fuck do you know all this? Like, it was in the books. Oh, books. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. college boy over here. Like, what do you care about some old blues books anyway? Well, I'm a blues man. And he starts laughing his ass off. He's like, <laughs> where are you from? Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Famous breeding ground for blues men. Long Island, yeah. Well, Long, Long Island. Long Island, the famous breeding ground for blues men. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Willie, time for you weekly with the doctor. Let's go have a chat. And you know the nurse starts laughing yeah. along, too. <laughs> Wheel, wheels him off, and he's like, Long Island blues Hey, you gonna be a janitor, act like one. Mop my room here, give her a good straightening. Come on, Willie, stop being such a pain. <laughs> she's just laughing wait, wait, at the kid. Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> He's just laughing down the hall as she's pushing away. Long Island. Yeah. They keep this going for a while, don't they? It's a good 30 seconds. Just so you can feel the pain in Ralph Macchio's <laughs> face. Like, he can't act it well enough, so we gotta fucking make the scene long. We gotta make him really feel Yeah, it. we gotta let the viewer know how much this stings Ralph Macchio. So now we're back at school again. We're just school, work, school, work. Gosh, just like the life of a student, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. But now his teacher's very, like... Very tough life. You, you can't serve two masters, Mr. Bo- I mean, Mr. <laughs> Eugene. You must... Uh, you must the, 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 the demands of the classical are, are very strict. And he's like, well, what Don't if... Don't squander your yeah, talent. You, yeah, you were, the, the word virtuoso was even tossed around. When Prodigy you came to, even. And he's like, "Don't yeah, don't squander your talent. He's like, what if the other... Is my talent? Uh, you, 
mastery of the primitive music is a waste of time. It's like primitive music. That's Jesus fucking racist as shit, right? Uh, you need to fucking take a step back here, buddy. Primitive music. Like, yeah, it's literally younger than. Uh, it's because it's not as. I don't know. There's not as much theory. It's not as deep. It's not as involved. Like it's the same chord progression. Classical and music it's, is the shit. Classical music is some very, very involved it's, shit. Uh, it's amazing music, and that's why it being made uh, in the 1500s. It's sure. It's still good. I mean, music. we're never going to know what those pieces actually sound like, just like what modern people interpret them to be. But another thing is. The difference, like classical, you don't improvise. You spend forever to master this piece exactly as it is, whereas blues, jazz, a lot of these is more, you learn the instrument well enough to make something up on the fly. And I, I see think why they that call it primitive, because it's trained not, no musicians look down on that very yeah. much. But it's really good, though. Well, but yeah, what's the point of fucking spending your whole life to learn the piano if you can't actually sit and play the thing? You can only do exactly what the paper tells you. <laughs> yeah. Like, that sucks to me. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But teachers scolding him so now we're back in his room right he got his dorm room and the, the all the old blues musician pictures and we get the piece we get a little taste little little tasty nugget of the piece uh, but on his classical guitar here which is pretty sweet yeah <laughs> that's definitely not him playing there that, yeah right <laughs> that one does not that's this is what my note was about you are fucking high IMDB commenter. The way that that was running down and the way he was rolling up with his fingers. Yeah, right. It wasn't going in the same direction as the notes. But this was essentially uh, Nicolai Paganini. He's a violin virtuoso. It's his his fifth. Paganini's fifth. Um, That Vi was kind of uh, sampling, I guess, for this this piece. Um, Nicolai Paganini is also another supposedly made a deal with the devil to uh, get his skill level. Like, he was, he would do double stops and bends on a violin, none, none of the strict playing shit. He was like, wait, you're playing like the devil, my man. That's, you can't do that. You know who bends like that? The you devil. Know, the devil? Strings are not made to bend. They yeah, Bend? No. And you can't play two at a time? What the fuck is wrong you with you? You know who plays two at a time? That's right. Yeah. Scratch. Like, scratch. Legba. Legba. Beelzebub. You know him by name. Little... The Nas X. The morning star, <laughs> little Nas X. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he just gave the devil a lap dance. He's not the devil. He's, he becomes the devil at the end of that video. Oh, I didn't see the whole video. I just of course, know he, no like, one has. He slid down the whole rope and did this lap dance thing. I'm like, oh, so he's like Saddam Hussein in South Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's is. what he's doing. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, Listen to the music, guy. Look at the kitten. Come on, Satan. Yeah, come on. Come, come on, baby. Satan. Sometimes I feel you only want me for sex. Ah, come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> Don't say sex. Uh, all right. So after he plays this classical piece, like he puts that guitar down and go gets his old beater guitar to yeah, play his blues you music. you know what I'm saying? He's going to fucking play and some blues. And then he blues. starts playing his blues. See, this actually sort of looks like him. A little bit. Yeah, with the E, proper mm-hmm. E with the doom. Yeah, see, this one looked all right. Probably actually what he actually learned to play. But this is, of course, Ry Cooter. The man, Ry Cooter's a bad motherfucker, though. You can check him out. He was in the 80s, so, you know, it's not all gold. I'm not going to say that, but uh, he's a fucking phenomenal slide blues guitar player. He definitely specializes in slide. Um, 
So now he gets back to work and he throws down. He's like, you're really not going to admit that you're blind dog Fulton, Willie Brown? He's like, nah, blind dog shit. Fucking fuck shit. So he goes, well, check this out and throws down this picture. And there's old Joe Seneca. Wearing the same glasses that he's wearing right now. He's like, oh, that's definitely me. That's okay. Well, fuck. And he's also using his crayons to draw a picture of the crossroads we see. He's coloring that in all nice and neat. And uh, so he, we get the flashback of him going down and making his deal, right? He gets down to the crossroads, and uh, Joe Morton from Terminator 2. I can never see this guy without thinking of Terminator 2 because he was uh, whoever, the guy that, you know, they crashed his house and they took him to uh, Cyberdyne and had that whole shootout with the cops and blah, blah, blah. But he was... Wait, who are you talking Joe about? Joe Morton, the guy that he meets at the crossroads here in his flashback. Oh, oh, this dude, Is the yeah. dude that's like bringing the end of the world about in Terminator 2 that they try to stop. Fuck, I can't recall that, but... Because uh, Linda Hamilton's going to snipe him and they stop I've her. Yeah. watched it, admittedly. Uh, so Joe Morton's here and he's, he's not the devil, but he's the devil's assistant. He works for Legba. And uh, he's like, what you got to offer? I got $2. Shit, your money. <laughs> yeah, we don't want your money, man. You gotta sign your. We dealing souls around here, so he signs the he signs the soul away on the contract, and this yeah. is what sucks. The devil doesn't even give you talent. He doesn't give you. He's just like, okay, now you got to come here every Saturday night and, and uh, learn them blues. It's like, did I just sign up for less? I gave my soul away for lessons. <laughs> is that what this is? Well, it's des- technically you get doses and oh like, yeah, you, you like he microdoses just talent by, to you <laughs> just by going over there. You see him, and because you see him, it's like uh, you got to give a series Superman's of, glasses. Effect oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get the power of something. I just figure he, you got to give him a bunch of lap dances, and then well, we don't know officially what happens. That's what that was. Little Nas X's journey to being Satan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, everybody get has their own. Everybody has their own deal with the devil. You know, some people out fiddle him and get a fiddle made of gold. Oh, Willie Brown probably got an, an asshole that's shaped like a harmonica, and when he poops out, it's like it comes out. Do you think like it makes Play-Doh. a? You, it's a thing it makes a sound too. <laughs> Willie's shitting again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's, he said, come down here every Saturday night, you learn them blues. And then he gets in his car and he's like, oh, hey, about that, about, that, about that $2, I could use some gas. I was like, you <laughs> fucking dick, man. But you, he is the devil's fucking number one. So, of course, he's going to be an asshole. Yeah. He's like second in league with the devil, man. So now Machio comes back into the fucking hospital here, right? Mm-hmm. With his guitar, and he's like, "Check this shit out!" You know, he plays plays some old blues shit, and there's another old guy sitting there. I was like clapping, like, "Yay, music!" And Willie's not impressed. He's like, "You're never, you're not, you're not gonna let me down or let me alone with this fucking music talk, are you?" He's like, "Nope, definitely not." He goes, "Okay, fine. You know, you found me. I am Willie Brown. I, I am the, the Willie Brown. Brown. I am blind. All, I am all these things." No, goddamn it! <laughs> meaner than old King Kong. He's he is meaner I mean, than a junkyard. He kind dog. of is in this movie. He is a mean old man in this movie. Would uh, you say he's meaner than old King Kong? Potential. I mean, I haven't seen Kong versus Godzilla, but as I understand it, Kong is the nice one. Do you think he's meaner than a junkyard dog? Oh, for sure. I think we we found the match. I think we have. Uh, Your Honor, I present <laughs> this movie to evidence that. I mean, Leroy Brown is actually all I know old about Willie Brown. Dogs is uh, you know the Sandlot and Stand by Me, where they well, God, what was the one in something? 
ball, sick balls is what they say in Stand By Me, but I don't remember the dog's name, but sick balls. And the dog comes and is supposed to supposedly bite your nuts off. This old man would definitely bite your nuts off. Well, he's in, like in Sandlot, you you get a scene where the dog jumps over the camera, right. and, you, and get, you get to see the dog's balls. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> close up on the dog's balls. That Just dog is that Bob Barker. <laughs> that dog is not fixed. That's right. Bob Barker's like every time he gets home and he watches Sandlot, just clenches his fist. God. Damn you, James Earl Jones. Like, what editor thought that would be good to like yeah, right? show the floppy balls like in slow motion? You are literally the one to edit shit out of this, and you dropped, sorry for the pun, the ball on this one, buddy. <laughs> God damn it. It, it, it symbolizes the uh, the growing and maturing of the, of the oh, kids. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I, I thought it was the the, uh, the filmmakers going, oh, you want your ball back? Here you go. <laughs> you get <laughs> two of them <laughs> flying right at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so this man, yes, is meaner than a junkyard dog. I, would say. I think that he's one step away from sicking Ralph Macchio's balls himself Ooh. quite a few times in this movie. Well, sitting in that wheelchair, he's kind of at yeah. a better height for it. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm ball level. <laughs> so he said, "I'm not going to teach you the. I'm not going to teach you that lost song. It's just going to be another white man ripping off our music. I mean, he ain't going to have none of it. He's like, no, I can be like Eric Clapton did with Crossroads. And he's like, no, fuck you, man. Stop stealing our shit. God damn. He knew the Beatles. What do you know? Yeah, nothing. No one. Piece of shit. Fucking Ralph Macho. Do me a favor. Get the hell yeah. out of here. Fucking bullshit. But they're walking along and he like stops his wheelchair. Oh yeah, he goes, tell me this doesn't sound like Sunhouse. And he plays this little blues lick. And he sound like bird shit. So he's a mean old man. But then he finally- Chicken sh- ass chicken, chicken shit. Chicken ass chicken shit. Uh, so he finally does stop and he gets real serious and, and, and like has this- Chicken ass chicken shit. There it is. I just needed to give you that. Sorry. Uh, he looks, you know, has a sad look at his eyes like, get me out of here, man. You got to get me out of here. Get me out of here. Get me down to Fulton's Point. I'll teach you that song. You got to get down to Mississippi where it'll, I can't teach that shit up here. You get me down there. You got to be down there. And he's like, I can't fucking break you out of here. And that's when he calls him a chicken ass chicken shit. So he finally's like, okay, you know, fine, fine then. Oh, I think this is where we get the first of many in this movie. Uh, call your mama. Why is your mama? You can't get anywhere with your mama wiping your ass. And he's like, I don't live with my mom. I live in a school dormitory. Oh, dormitory. Oh, yeah. And then we get, times is hard. Yeah, you all Times is Must hard. be tough being a young right, man which, like yourself in no dormitory. Times is hard is a thing that I say quite a bit and nobody ever picks up. Like, phone's ringing, dude, and all these other things I take for movies and say at work all the time and nobody ever nobody ever picks up on it. But <laughs> times is hard. I say a lot. Um, Tom's is hard and then he gets up out of his wheelchair and Mancha's like, wait, you can walk? You ain't like, no- Hell yeah, a few other things still work too. Wait, I've been married <laughs> four, my dick. I've been married four times, but I keep wearing them out. I might be ready for another one. <laughs> he is the horniest of men throughout this whole movie. Um, so then he's like, well, then what the fuck are you doing in this wheelchair if you can walk? He goes, if they knew I could walk, they'd take away my Pontiac. Man ain't a man without his ride. Yeah, man ain't no man till he got no car. You you got a car? No. Well, then you ain't no man, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but I love they take away my Pontiac, dude. It's a motorized wheelchair. But you know he's got to have what he's got. And have. a That's g- weird, funny part is that yeah, he's saying that, but his door's wide open for any sort of orderly around. or nurse to walk by and, and see him like, walking around. Really, what the fuck are you doing out of your wheelchair? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I was just not. Uh, 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 uh. 
I got, I got, uh, yeah, I got a little punch in my pencil. Now he starts know? playing. He starts playing a happy tune yeah. on his harmonica. So the after, door's wide open behind after him. After Ralph Macchio agrees, like, okay, five a.m., five tomorrow morning. Be ready. We're getting out of here. And then, yeah, he's like fucking playing instead of sad blues all the time. He's playing a happy harmonic stuff, dancing around right at the open door, like you're damn near in the hallway, buddy. And at this point, he thinks, yes, I'm going to go back to the crossroad. And what? We don't know yet. No, he, but he's got to get back home. What's he going to do? He's going to get back home, right? What's he going to do? So next morning, he tries to sneak Willie out, but it does not go well. One of the orderlies sees them. Uh, they get in the elevator, and it shuts before the guy can get to him. So he takes the stairs down, and uh, they get out the door and lock it. Or yeah. like the, oh, the, the, yeah. the so, stairway door has a lock on the outside, like into the hallway. Yeah, some weird so ass they, thing. So yeah, so the the orderly has to start running down the stairs. Yeah. So they're they're going down the elevator and they beat him down. And, and then, then they meet at the same level and they and both they leave at this door. Lock the door behind them and the orderly's like, Hey, mm. hey, open the door, open the door. It's like a it's a an exit to like the parking lot. Yeah, and why is that lock on the outside? That would be inside. Why is there any lock on the outside? That makes no fucking sense ever in anything. If you're, Continuity. If you're trying to lock somebody in. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> but that wouldn't be on the building. That would be on the rooms. Yeah. Continuity yeah. So uh, anyway, when he, he hit the door for the stairs, it set off an alarm, right? So there's an alarm ringing. And Riders are about to climb into the taxi. The, they hear a sire and this cop comes by and they stop and freeze like, oh, fuck, we're caught. And then he just flies right past him like, oh, I guess not. So they get in the taxi. They go to the bus station, right? Now, Machio's got the tickets to Memphis. Uh, old Willie Brown's like, man, I got, I got money I've been saving up. You know, you get it. You, you take this first leg. I'll pick up the rest from there on. Right? You can't be b- oh, yeah. flushing like, that me, much bacon. Let me, let me see your money. He's like, you don't whip out money like that in New York City. You fucking crazy, man. <laughs> you get us down to Memphis. Then I'll, then I'll pick up the tab the rest of the way. So they get to Memphis. And he's like, okay, we're here. You said you'd fucking do this, man. And he's like, okay, well, here's my money. You might want to count it, see how much I got. And he goes, there's only $40 here. Yeah, that sounds about right. Willie, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> He's like, uh, and he has some other fucking, you piece of shit. Oh, yeah, another, you better call your mama. She's probably wondering where you are. She's got to check on you. He's always, always throwing out about Eugene's mama all the time through this whole movie. And uh, so he goes to talk to I told you to leave her out of it, man. Yeah. Don't fucking leave my mama. She's in Europe, all right? His, hey, my daddy's in Chicago. His dad's in Chicago. His mom's in Europe. They're divorced. It's none of your fucking business. Why do you care about my mama so much? Probably because I'm trying to fuck her. That's why, Eugene. I'm trying to fuck your mama. I'm going to make you a brother. How do you feel about yeah, that? I want to make you a brother. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make you, I'm going to make you call that's me right. daddy. That's right. You know what just we do? Like, We're going to hobo instead. You're going to be calling me daddy just like your mama did last night. <laughs> oh. You don't even know my mom. She's in Europe. I was in Europe last night, too. <laughs> I could be in Europe by tomorrow. That's why we're not having more money. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I got I I got this friend. He's an old Bond villain. He can get me to Europe easy. <laughs> um, so I love he goes up to the ticket booth. And he's like, okay, so I got two people and we got to get to Mississippi or Yazoo City, Mississippi, wherever. He goes, and the guy's like, uh, two people, $40. Yeah, that ain't going to give you one third the way. He's like, it's just like the worst line delivery ever. I don't know why it's one of the parts of this movie that always and stuck out. I would to think me. you can go, you can get twenty six dollar tickets or something. I don't know. Greyhound is cheap. I mean, and as this hell. is the eighties, and it's the eighties. So yeah, there was I think one it would time be even cheaper. Uh, Five dollars. I played. See, so TJ picked me up here in Austin. We went and did Corpus on a Friday night, and then Houston Saturday night, and. uh 
I just stayed with the coaches because I live in Houston. And then uh, they dropped me off at the bus station Sunday morning. It was like $10 or something. It was super cheap to get from Houston back to Austin. I was like, this is cheaper than gas. Like, I should be doing this all the fucking time. This is amazing. <laughs> and they had they had Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is one of my favorite Die Hard movies playing. <laughs> I don't know why that's on a bus. It seems a pretty extreme for a public bus. But they had a movie playing. I just hung out and watched a movie and got a free fucking, like... It's a private easy. bus. It was... I mean, Greyhound's private, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if it was I, Greyhound, but I don't it was think I've been on cheap. any of those that have the actual TV in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they dropped us off like sort of North Austin, uh, I think, kind of where 260, 35 area. There's yeah, a, yeah, well, the Greyhound station up there. Is that where the. Is yeah, that, and so. It's the only Greyhound station we have out So here. then, yeah, Laura picked me up there. We grabbed some brunch and went home. I was like, that's so much. It was faster, cheaper, and everything than driving my own car. This is amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but $40 from fucking Memphis, Tennessee to. I mean, that's already pretty Mind south. you, Houston to Austin is over yeah. 300 miles. Well, true. Uh, that's a three-hour drive, right? But Memphis to Yazoo City, Mississippi is probably longer than that, but Memphis is already pretty far south. Dude, you've already made over half of your journey coming from fucking Long Island. $40 might do it. In 1986 money? Well, $40. Long, I thought they are in New York. Well, where's Juilliard supposed to be? Because he lives at Juilliard. Well, in Long Island, part of New York? It's, uh, it's I or think it it's Jersey? more Jersey. I don't know. It's in between? Fuck I, mean, I know. The difference between Jersey and New York is a bridge, right? I mean, it's it's right there. It's a Jersey thing. I'm sure they'll tell us that. Oh uh, yeah. Well, oh well, we'll fucking hear all about it on Twitter. I'm sure. But uh, anyway, so forty dollars ain't going to give you one third the way. One third, which, the which way. doesn't make a lot of sense. But that you know, that's for the plot. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. So how far is it over there, fact checker? If you're doing Memphis. Tennessee to Yazoo City, Mississippi. He said it's, it was 200 it, miles. The the Greyhound Oh, guy. yeah, yeah. He said it was 200 miles. That's 200 miles. I'll get you about a third of the way. For two people, though. So you got to get two tickets. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. Anyway, but, but for the sake of the story. It's uh, two hours, 42 minutes by car. Yeah. 190 fuck. miles. That's cheaper than a... So how's a bus ticket in fucking 2019... For a journey longer than that, well, like I ten mean, bucks. That so forty dollars would have totally done it. I mean, come on. I mean, there there are components and like VHSs that costed that cost two hundred dollars back then, and now we can buy a VHS for two dollars. So you're saying travel has gotten cheaper? Yes, because there's so much of it. Or bus, at least bus has gotten cheaper because bus is a fucking lost medium of public travel. I've I've used it several times to go up north to see my mom. It's a pleasure sometimes because you nice. save so much on gas. And but the it, problem is you don't get to stop at Bucky's. So um, yeah, what you, do, you don't you don't get the stops. You know you got you got it on somebody else's schedule. If you got to pee, sorry, bud. And a lot of times they, you know they're closer to like Love's uh, truck stops, and those aren't yeah. as good as Bucky's. Bucky's no, they're is, not as good. But amazing. Bucky's doesn't allow uh, trucks and stuff. Like when we were touring. We couldn't get the tour, or you know, our tour bus is not for you. It's not for you. It's for us. Yeah, so that's probably why they're closer to Loves because that's an actual truck stop, and Bucky's Bucky's ain't playing that. I can go go for some Bucky Nuggies right now. I will tell you what, right Right now I want some um, jerky. uh, Bus ticket from Memphis to Yazoo City, Mississippi, fifty-two dollars for one ticket. For one ticket, all right, one way. So two tickets, obviously over a hundred bucks. So. 
I'm just saying in 1986, man, the dollar went a lot farther, literally in this case, in 1986 than it would now. That's correct. But they need to hobo. And so we got to write it into the story. I don't think that Joe Fusco or John Fusco looked into uh, bus travel prices. Obviously, he just needed uh, a story. You know, he needed something to push his story along. He never would have met Francis. We, all the shit that happens in this movie, if they just caught another bus ride, wouldn't have happened. So now we got, a, we got a hobo, and he's like, welcome to Bluesville, son, and starts walking down the road. And uh, so they're walking, and he, you know, and the next scene, he's like, oh, we're almost close. We're, I think two miles over there is Greenville. And he's like, okay, what the fuck is that? A lot of good blues men came from Greenville, known for some blues, also famous for pussy. Because this, this old man cannot go fucking two minutes without talking about pussy. Well, when, when do you think is the last time he actually uh, had some? Uh, uh, before he pussy. got locked in a fucking old folks hospital. Cage. Yeah. Uh, so come on, man. You know they say, but they say repeatedly he's like eighty years old. Like, how do you still have that much of a sex drive at eighty? Well, how do you know you don't have that at eighty? I guess you're still human. You still yeah. got a dick. And, it, and as we know, it still, still hot works. Chicks out there. <laughs> yeah, because while he was at the bus station, he's all like, "Hey, what's at the bus station in New York?" And and Machio went to get the tickets for the first place. These two girls walk by, and you can see him like, "Ooh, hey, yeah," he, adjusting his hat and stuff a little. You bit. see his eyes like look, and then you see them. Oh, look yeah, at oh his yeah, ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, straight ogling for yeah. sure. Um, all right, so he's gawking, gobbling, as, and staring as they're talking about Greenville pussy. A train goes by, so he does the train on the harmonica, and makes the and yeah. What are you doing? Uh, a little honky. Yes, that sounded a bit like Diddy Kong. No, it sounds like uh, that part in Forrest Gump where he's like, "You don't talk much, do you, boy?" Oh yeah, after he fucking railed his mom, after he pulled a fucking Willie Brown on his mom. <laughs> uh, you don't talk much, boy. Do oh my you? god, that fucking that actor that played the kid. Grew up and ended up in the army, and one of the main army bases is just outside of Manhattan, Kansas. Fort Riley's like one of the the main army. So he was stationed at Fort Riley. Ended up partying with my sister quite a bit uh, at like house parties she would throw and stuff. And uh, he could not go anywhere without people like do the noise, make that noise, Forrest Gump. <laughs> and like he got in a lot of fight. He would just straight fucking start throwing fists at people. He Did he have so the accent still? Tired. Yeah, yeah. That that was his actual voice. Tom Hanks fashioned the whole Forrest right. Gump thing after the way that, that, that he talked. So he mm. still talks like that and will straight fucking brawl you if you try to ask him to do <laughs> that noise. <laughs> so much like Sally Field having an orgasm, this is what a train sounds like. <laughs> are you going to... There it is. Say, that sounds like Sally Fields getting railed right there. And then Macho's like, Oscar winning Sally Field. (laughs) And then, so Macho tries it, and that's just the weakest sounding thing you ever heard. This is okay. The chug is alright, but that little train whistle thing you tried to do, weak, weak. Shit's weak. Shit's weak. That lost song, if you can't make the train talk, anyway, you plan is going to take you 10 years. Oh, this. This is great. Maybe I'll just have to do what you did, Willie. I'll go down to the crossroads and I'll strike up a deal with the devil and that'll take care of the whole thing. Kia! (laughs) Don't you ever say that again. 
<laughs> and then he just picks up because before he was carrying the bag so Eugene could be playing guitars. They were now he just grabs his little bag and leaves Eugene with all this shit. Like, yeah, fuck you. What a dick. Well, you know, you, I bought he, you a he, ticket to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, and you, yeah, Ralph Macchio earned that one. I feel you, uh, snarky little fucker, about the whole deal with the devil thing. Well, why is he pissed off? You did what? Did he say something wrong? Did what? Did you put in your time? Yeah, you only uh, put in your time after you met the devil. It's a it's a pretty sore spot, you know. And he was definitely being an asshole. Like he was he was being a dick about it for sure. So now they're having a beer. Well, come on, this guy thought so, he, he, this guy thought he was playing a sweet ass fucking train. But it was really weak. But he doesn't know that. And instead of encouraging him and going, "No, boy." Let me show you a little. Do a little bit of this. Whee! He's like, you call that blues, you stupid son of a bitch, years. white boy. You son of a 10 years. You ain't got nothing, you fucking shitty. Go quit now. goddamn space. Like, well, That's what he I, said. That was a direct, yeah. He's like, well, maybe I should do what you did and suck the devil's dick like little Nas X. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's all like, don't you ever say that again, you fucking son of a bitch. What, should I go and be Saddam Hussein? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, do I look like Saddam Hussein to you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they're having a beer like you do after you fight after dudes fight, then they have a beer and, and try to work shit out. Right. Yeah. And he's like, and this is where Willie drops some knowledge on him, which I love this line. How are you going to learn anything? If you know everything already? Yeah. Which is pretty good. And he's like, you carrying around this piece of shit old guitar, probably because you think it looks beat up and old, but you got it all wrong. Muddy Waters invented electricity, which I think he means electric guitar and electric in blues, obviously not electricity proper, because we all know that was definitely Thomas Edison and not Tesla. That's correct. <laughs> uh, I think, actually, they both just invented their own kinds of electricity, but that's a debate for another time. So then we move on to this pawn shop, right? And we get a pig nose. Fucking, I wonder how much pig nose had to pay for the fucking representation in this movie. But at the time, they were the only portable lamp. And I, I, I'm just wondering until... Uh, we watch this now because there is a, a, a Confederate flag there, and I there's think, a Confederate flag. Well, they are in the South. Uh, correct, but I think in the videos that we've watched, I thought they blurred that out. Am I am I crazy to think that they blurred that out? Or I don't. I've something? never seen it blurred out. You've never seen it blurred out. I don't believe so. I could be mistaken, but I'll tell you one thing. You better watch this movie now before it gets right. erased permanently. Oh, I was say, I, I just watched the DVD, and it's still there, loud and proud. Oh, the, the DVD, did you buy a new DVD? Uh, I've gotten it. I got the DVD, I think, last year. It's, I've gotten this DVD since the show started. Oh, uh, okay. Did you... From Amazon. Uh, it Was it like a new print or something? Yeah. Okay, take it easy. Don't have to yell. <laughs> Goddamn chicken ass, chicken yeah, shit. Yeah, you chicken shit. <laughs> uh, so... Confederate flag it all. So he gets the he gets the pig nose and he's like, yeah, it could be just like a walking concert. And he's like, he ain't lacking confidence, I tell you that. <laughs> and so they're like, four hundred dollars, you can get the whole thing. So he takes, gets Eugene's watch. He's like, come on down here, let's talk some business, man. He takes the pawn shop guy down to the end of the uh, counter, right? And he's like, this is an eleven hundred dollar watch. My boy here's from Long Island, man. I mean, this is some real shit. His mama got him that. Yeah, he. I mean, we don't hear him in conversation because then Eugene's like. I'm Ralph Macchio and I suck at everything and look at this hat. I look like a blues man now. And he's like, yeah, you need a lot more than that, dude. But, uh, so he gets the whole, he gets a fucking sweet ass Telecaster. Uh, yeah. Beautiful Telecaster. And, uh, I was reading up on the, the Telecaster was, uh, 
Ah, fuck, I didn't write it. But it had like a, a special polyurethane whatever coating. Oh, correct. Here, I'll give you that. Uh, um, I'll find it here. And they are like, those were actually fucking indestructible. So the fact that they're walking around at in one the point rain. in the rain and all this, like that was possible for that guitar could be in the rain and still oh. plug in and play just fine. General nice. trivia. The Fender Telecaster Ralph Macchio carries along in his hobo trek in the second half of the film is a 1970s CBS Fender CBS with block lettering on the headstock. They were affordable and easy to acquire in the 1980s, and their heavy polyurethane finish made them nearly impervious to the uh, travails of the road. Travails. That's right. Uh, Macho and Joe Seneca are walking through the rain, sleeping in barns, abandoned shacks, and the outdoors. If a CBS Telecaster covered with snow was plugged in, it would play perfectly. There we go. Wow. There we go. Who um, wrote that? <laughs> and I think it's probably because I watched this movie a lot growing up. Like I had the uncle, Uncle Tom, who's the whole reason I. Oh, even... is <laughs> no, goddamn it! It's not. <laughs> He is my. Is that un- what you call him? That's not cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I do call him Uncle Tom because he's my uncle and his name is Tom. Oh, but, okay, sorry. But I- he's the reason that I got into guitar. Like he would always play guitar. He gave me my first guitar and my Beatles book that I used to teach myself chords. And like he's one hundred percent the reason that I even picked up guitar in the first fucking place. But he and I loved this fucking movie and why should and I think that because of this movie is why I think all Telecasters need to be that yellow. That whitish, that, that weird, that green color. color. That, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the black pig guard, because that's what his is. And, yeah, when I watch this, and he's walking in the rain, I know, and I, the I, headstock I, is just sitting out, I'm like, holy fuck, what the God, what are you, no. What are you doing, what? man? But we didn't know it was CBS. Yeah, apparently that, um, no, how does that make the, where the frets meet the wood? There's little cracks there. Uh, yeah. Unless they, like, you know, put some sort of coating over it, and especially the fretboard. they coat over the frets also? Well, does he have a... Ma- is it all, all I mean, he towels it off as soon as they get inside the house, out of the rain, he immediately dries it off. It's true, he does. So, I mean, there's that. As long as you do that, I guess you're good. You let right. it sit in there. Yeah, hey, fuck. to start rusting and shit. Um, so... Wait, he couldn't buy a fucking guitar case from the guitar shop he was just in? Yeah, couldn't. I, hey, <laughs> hey, that watch can only go so far, man. He, he quoted them $400 yeah. for the pig nose and the Telecaster... Uh, was it four hundred bucks? No, yeah. it was two thousand. Yeah, four hundred bucks. bucks for the whole thing. Damn, that's a pretty goddamn good no price. No shit, right? No fucking shit. <laughs> and all I'm he did you. was trade in his fucking guitar and his. Uh, he did trade in his uh, acoustic, right? Yeah, he does not have his acoustic anymore. Where did the acoustic go? To pawn shop, I would imagine. Okay, so they sold that. Uh, the pawn shop or the guitar shop that he was at? Was it a guitar no, shop or a pawn just shop? Just a pawn shop. Oh, in general. Okay, so yeah, yeah. he sold that plus an $1,100 watch. Well, that, the watch, definitely not $1,100. That was old Willie Brown trying to pull some shit. Oh, Willie Brown. Uh, Willie, Willie Brown old King Kong, baby. But the thing is, if a pawn shop finds out that something is actually worth $1,100, they're going to offer you $200 for it because best they- I can Best do. I can yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but we talked about this in the fucking James Bond episode, right? When that, with that guy that- had that guitar. Oh, this is worth like seventy thousand dollars. So I'll give you. I can give you two. <laughs> Best I can do. <laughs> Look, five. man, because I got. Uh, I got. I still got to make a profit, but it's still got to be cheaper than people going to buy it. You know what I mean? So I got. I got to find that sweet middle ground, which means I got to knock it way down for you. Mm-hmm. The thing I always had, and I fell for it every fucking time when I first got out of high school and moved to Manhattan. I was pawning shit off to make rent all the goddamn time. 
But it was always like, okay, if this was worth eight hundred, I can offer you either three hundred dollars or I can give you four hundred in store credit. And I would go for store credit all the time. So I ended up with the PlayStation for a while. So I ended up with all this <laughs> stupid shit. I would, they would offer me more in like getting shit out of the pawn shop than they would in actual cash. Yeah. So I would pawning shit for cash for rent and ended up with just shit instead of the cash. <laughs> Every goddamn time. I was such a sucker. 18-year-old Nick was stupid as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've done that. I've pawned some stuff thinking I'd go get it, and I didn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, fuck. I know there was I've got, one. I've lost guitars and nice. Oh, dude! I used to have that. a fucking double neck. I had a double neck for a while, and I uh, pawned that off. And he was like, "Well, I mean, yeah, I've got to, I've got to be able to mark it up to five hundred. You know, I want to sell it for five hundred dollars, and I got to make a profit, so I can only give you a little bit." And I went in there like not that long later, and he had it marked like eight or nine hundred, like something really expensive. And he saw me looking at it, and I, he like fucking hung his head down, like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> but you're a pawn shop, dude. You you lie all the time. We know this. It's your fucking job. Yeah. Well, have you uh, ever? Shit. What was I going to ask you? It's about pawning stuff. Well, fuck. I don't know, man. Uh, you didn't ask. So oh, I'm... no. Have you ever tried to pawn something? This is what it was. You ever tried to pawn something and they just wouldn't give you what you wanted and you walked away? Or did you always just like, Oh, no, no, pawn? no. I you w- always I, uh, sold. I went in there with the intention of this This is going. And so then, yeah. But I never got the money. Like, I never just said, fuck it, I'm keeping this double neck guitar or I'm keeping whatever. I always ended up doing it and taking the store credit and ended up with all this. Like, I'd come back home. My roommate was like, what the fuck do we have a PlayStation for? We got to pay rent. I was like, yeah, but check out the super sweet game. It's voiced by Bruce Willis. Oh, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was some weird game, uh, sort of like a modernized Contra. You ran around and got all these super guns to shoot fucking demons and aliens and whatever, and your character was Bruce Willis. And I, I guess at the time, you know, it wasn't common. Apocalypse. Out- there it is. And it wasn't... It wasn't uh, common i don't think for celebrities to do video game voices so we we're like what the fuck is bruce willis doing in a video game holy shit all right now and what the I w- music was by poe who's like a heavy metal female singer all right here's a so. fun game uh we're gonna try to play right now okay where we are right now what you just talked about what was it the, the video game with bruce willis yeah I want you to try to work your way backwards to what we talked about that led to where we're at in this fucking movie. Uh, I know what I know where we started, but yeah. I want to try to move our way back down again. So Bruce Willis video game because of PlayStation that I got from a guitar that I was pawning for rent money, but ended up not taking the rent money and pawning because this guy undersold that $1,100 watch so that he would be able to resell it for a profit. So that's how pawn shops function. And they're at a pawn shop because Muddy Waters invented electricity. There you go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> See, we remember our tangents here on the rewatch party. Okay, so now he. One more thing about the pawn shop in the movie, not me. Um, he, I think that's the best hand matching up to what's being played that he does in the whole movie. Oh, the his, his noodling in the pawn shop mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, actually, looks like he's playing. I well, could, it I may could be, believe that. Well, they're just hands. Did they do any of that kind of gaming here where they? Um, had someone actually play it and they only recorded yes, the hands. Yes, 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 that's right. It is just hands. You don't see Ralph Macchio doing it. It's just hands. So I'm sure that was actually Ray Cooter's hands. Cooter. Playing. Cooter. With a D, not a T, though. Yeah, Cooter. Yeah. Damn, he's so close. He's almost the character from Dukes of Hazard, but he's not. Um, Get him, Cooter. But yeah, old Ray does all the fucking sweet blues you hear in this movie. Um, excellent soundtrack, especially that fucking acapella piece at the end before the showdown happens. Love it so much. 
Um, okay, so now they're back on the road. Yeah, in the rain, as we were talking about. So they just come across this old abandoned house, right? And obviously run in there because it's shelter from the rain and drying off the car. And there's this girl in there that immediately pulls a knife. And Willie Brown's like, I'm an old man. You're going to fucking pull a knife on me? God damn it. All right. Come on, missy. You won't be the first woman that will cut me. <laughs> Let me tell you, you won't be the first woman to have a whip her ass either. <laughs> come, on, come on, it's your funeral. Come on, keep coming. Come on. Come so, on. all right. Hold up. Are you going to stand there? Or are you going to carve me up? Oh, carve me up. Bam! Slaps it out of her hand. You be ashamed of yourself. Pulling a knife on an old man half blind, then want to chase him back out in the rain. <laughs> so I disarmed you, and now I'm going to fucking talk down to you and make you feel... Me. And he goes back in my day. Hobos respected each other. That's right. We got it. Well, he's eighty years old. You got to have some back in my day talk. Yeah. Got to have. A we lot walk of that. fifteen miles in the rain for hobos to respect <laughs> Up, each uphill other. Uphill both ways. <laughs> no shoes. No the, socks in the, the snow. snow. <laughs> and they're like, it doesn't snow in Mississippi. It did that day. God damn it! I remember that day vividly. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just got done playing this Bruce Willis video game. God damn it. Um, <laughs> but so then they decide to make introductions now that the knife isn't in between us anymore. And uh, she's she's Francis. She's from Philadelphia. She ran away from home for the fifth time. But I think I really threw them a curve by going south this time. Yeah. But she's on her way to L.A. <laughs> she's got a dancing gig out there. Oh, yeah. It's not definitely not stripping. Good, she's going to go dancing in L.A. <laughs> $100 a night. Anyway... Um, She's like, she's getting ready and she's on her way out of the house while they're like just coming in from the rain. And as she's getting ready, Eugene's, or not Eugene, Willie's like, Eugene, get your shit. Wait, how is she leaving? She's all soaking wet. What, she took a shower in this abandoned house that has. No, she's coming in from the rain for a bit, but like she throughout their a... stuff, she's, she's like getting ready to leave. Oh, she's like, fine, I'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so Eugene, get all your stuff. He's like, what? I'm just, I just finished drying off my guitar, man. We got, we, what are you talking about? We just got out of the rain. Come on, man. This is, uh, we got to get the fuck out of here. And he goes, CBS, but it ain't impervious, you know? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> he goes, that thing got a leg on it to get a lot more rides than your thumb. Now go. Now go get him. Let's go. So she gets, of course, the second she walks out of the house, a car drives by. It perfectly drives by this, <laughs> road, this she, abandoned looking and, road. And the rain has stopped. Yeah. The radio saw, and she's like, hey, I need to go this way. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden, Ralph Macho and this old man come running. I'm like, oh, God damn it. This rusty old car. Ugh. And she's like, he's taking us as far as the next town, and then we're all parting ways. That's fine. We don't want you slowing us down anyway. Yeah. We don't like women. Yeah. Uh, what, what was that? Uh, what creed was that? What? Women weaken legs? Women weaken legs. Yeah, that comes from Rocky One. Hey, you know, I, uh, I help write this a little bit. Yeah, they cut out the women weak and legs line because uh, they, they felt that it was too close to the Rocky franchise. They really didn't want me working Rocky. Again, Academy Award winning picture. You don't understand, Sly. It's, it's I'm, not... sorry, I'm sorry. How many Oscars do you got, Jumpfusco? I've got none, huh? but okay, I've, I've, that I've, goddamn right. I've done now, a lot of movies. You can go with your fancy schooling, with your screenwriting. I wrote a screenplay, won the best picture so you let me do what i fucking do i feel like this is a confrontation you know like i just asked you I play not a boxer to for a living of course i'm confrontational well, you know we're trying to do a sweet little movie that's roughly based on shit. my life i don't give a shit you don't you tell me this old man ain't com- confronting the kid all the time you just slapped him in the face well you've I- heard that song leroy brown right like I'm basically oh yeah I'm my brother my brother that. sings that at all the italian ch- restaurant yeah, gigs. your brother's a piece of shit wait that that that's true yeah, okay, good. <laughs> All right. 
And well, I don't know how we just keep bringing Sly into everything. He's my favorite of the rewatch of the party guys of, so of, far. The, of the guests. I like him more than Jesse Ventura. Well, yeah, Ventura's kind of a one-trick pony, and that's grabbing your foot and pushing you into an exploding tree. 9-11 was an inside job. All right, Jesse, get out of here. Nobody's, I'll be nobody's on my way. Yeah, thanks. So... Now they're they're busking, right? I'm they're, in Mexico. They're they're playing uh, outside of Lloyd's Bar. Lloyd's Bar. They're at Lloyd's Bar, and they're like playing their little blues, and everybody's standing around, and they're throwing change into the hat and having a good old time. Just you know, some real old school busking here. And uh, Lloyd shows up oh, he, and he, runs them off. He's real pissed off about. It. We get a fucking weird slur, a really weird racial slur at Willie. We don't get the N word. Hey, 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 boy! I'm talking to you. Hey, relax, we're going. You're damn right you're going. You're damn right. And you can tell that old mud duck to get his <laughs> Yeah, wow. Wow. What are you doing? All right, so so they run, or Lloyd runs them off, right? Fine. And they go and they're sleeping next to a dumpster of all fucking things. Yeah. And uh, as they're laying there sleeping in garbage like their fucking Elizabeth shoe from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> uh uh, Ralph Macchio looks up and he sees Francis going into this hotel room with Lloyd. And he's like, is she doing what I think she's doing? And, and Willie Brown's like, yep, life on the road, man. Doesn't look to me like she's being forced to anything. She thinks she knows what she's doing. She looks like she thinks. Yeah. yeah. She, or she looked to me like she thought she yeah. knew what she was doing. Yeah, thought. Um, and he just... Pulls his hat down over his eyes and is like he like bends like, the brim yeah, right like, like it like pops it down so it's life, over. Life on the road, bubs. It's fucking life on the road, bubs. No, it's a uh, <laughs> fucking way she goes, bub. Fucking way she goes, bub. <laughs> way no way of the road, bubs. Way of the road, bubs. Way of the road. <laughs> you, haven't, you, you haven't been a truck driver for twenty. Years. Way of the road. It's the way of the road, man. <laughs> he just drives around firing off piss bottles. <laughs> God damn, that's a good show. Uh, so he's in the hotel room, right? Lloyd and Francis are in the hotel room. He's like. I have all these ladies that work for me and a pretty nice, young, fresh thing like you, real popular and talking to her and being a prostitute, but she's going to give him, or he's going to give her a freebie first. Like, basically, you're going to fuck me and I'm not even going to charge you for it. Look how nice you I can am. push ass in this room all day long. Yeah. So she's like, why don't you go start the shower? I like it real hot. Oh, you like it hot? Yeah, I like it real hot. Okay, then you, hot is what you're going to get. And Lloyd goes in to start the shower, and that's when Ralph Macchio comes into the hotel room. He's like, what the fuck do you think you're doing, girl? This is insane. She's like, okay, when he comes out, you got to fucking knock him out. And he's like, what? She's like, goddamn, do it. So he's coming out. He's like pissed that she's not in the shower with him yet, right? And uh, so... As he comes walking out of the bathroom, she goes, "Now, nah, Eugene," and he just jumps on his back like he doesn't try to hit him with anything. <laughs> just jumps up on his back. So um, Lloyd immediately throws him down onto the bed and is getting ready to fight him. But here's where Willie Brown comes in with a gun, and and uh, uh, fucking Machio's like, "Where'd you get the? Where the hell did you get a gun?" He's like, "Fucking same place you got your guitar." Now shut up. We're trying to do something here. Why don't you quit being a bitch? And uh, and and of course. Uh, we're going to take your wallet. We're going to take your keys. Wait, wait we got to rob them too? God damn it, dude. Wouldn't you just call your fucking mama? We get like the 18th reference to Ralph Macchio's mama. And uh, Call your mama. Why don't you call your mama? She's probably looking for you right now. God, ah. So That's well, the Canadians and, and Letterkenny, they, their version of that is uh, give your balls a tug. Give your balls a tug? Make sure they're still there? Yeah, make sure they're still there. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they rob Lloyd and... She says, like, 
hey, if you've, we're going to take 24 hours before you fucking come looking for us or looking for your car. You're not going to call the cops because I'll tell them a little story about how you just tried to talk a 15-year-old into prostitution. That's Whoa. not going to look too good. He's like, okay, whoa, hold, uh, hold on here. He's like, yeah, 24 hours, you can find your car at the fucking bus station parking lot in Fort Lauderdale. Jacksonville, Florida. Or Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, they're not going to, but if they send them looking one way, you know. So, they do end up with a pretty sweet fucking convertible Cadillac that they get from Lloyd. It's a sweet-ass yeah. car. And they're cruising along, just chit-chatting. She finds out that he started playing guitar at 6. And she's like, oh, late bloomer, huh? Yeah, it took a while for my parents to think about what instrument I wanted to play. She's like, I'm fucking with you. Who plays guitar at six years old? Fucking get a Lego. Get a fucking Lego Xbox. Come on. Get an Atari. (laughs) Get the fucking Apocalypse with Bruce Willis. Jesus Christ. And so he's like, Willie, how old were you when you started playing? I started playing hop at three years old. Made my first dollar playing with Stonehouse. And he's like, holy shit, that was a cop. And he's all freaking out. And they're like, dude, it was like a brown sedan. He goes, yeah, unmarked cars. I was totally a cop. And uh, he's like, you're just being way too nervous. But he has a great line here. We got a stolen Cadillac. We took money from the guy who owns the Cadillac. I got an 80-year-old fugitive in the back. I run away from Philly in the front. I think we're pushing our luck here, all right? (laughs) They're like, okay, well, then pull in here. So they pull into this junkyard. And you don't ever find out what the deal is. Willie goes and talks to the junkyard guy because, you know, he's from old school Mississippi. He knows how to talk to these people, right? Mm-hmm. So while he's talking to the junk man, we get to find out more about Francis and Eugene and they're talking and her stepdad keeps making passes at her and grabbing her and... Mom try- doesn't believe Mom her. doesn't believe her because she's like, well, you just hate him, so you're just making all this shit up. So he keeps grabbing me and I keep running away. And he's like, you really got a gig? And Why doesn't she just film, her, film him on right? her cell phone? Yeah. Just fucking film it. Get, set up your That's iPhone. That's what like someone, a teenager, would be watching yeah. this. Like, why did why didn't she do that? Like, Dear what God, t- make me a bird so I can. If I fall, <laughs> sometimes there aren't enough rocks. <laughs> Always touching her, and kissing her, T- telling her she's pretty. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, we find out that she's been not. I don't think they that he's full on molested her but he's definitely trying to and that's what she's running away from of course and Machia's like you really got a dancey gig in LA she's like hell yeah hundred dollars a night definitely not stripping and he's like that sounds like some dancing yeah (laughs) so then so then uh, Willie Brown's talking to the junk man he's like I don't want to hear nothing about no papers or titles you get me and the junk man's like that's a nice looking Cadillac now you're talking business but then the next scene is them just walking again so is it just like, hey, we're going to give you this car? Maybe, probably got some money for it. Probably got some cash. But what always confused me is when the guy looks over and goes, it's a mighty fine Cadillac. Like, he's trying to draw in something for a deal that they were talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what was the deal they were already talking about? Well, we about? know that we, he's a sneaky motherfucker because he got some extra money and he bought had, a gun. He does have extra money and he's getting guns and shit. So there's something else, but it's never brought up again. Like, if it was just selling the Cadillac, then the guy wouldn't have looked over at him and like, hey... You want to sweeten the deal? I want that Cadillac. Yeah. You know, he's wanting that Cadillac as something else they were talking about, but you never find out what it is. It's just then next thing you know, they're walking into a barn, and they yeah. don't have a car anymore. Hmm. And uh, so Ralph Macchio is well, he's Ralph Macchio, and he's a terrible fucking actor, and he's constantly just an excited five year old in everything he does. And he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna learn this song, and then you know, I'm gonna learn it to the note, and then I'm gonna put my own touches on it, and you know, you're gonna make it really special, and then this is gonna be my introduction to the blues scene." And Francis is like, 
yeah, I got to be honest, that sounds like bullshit to me. And Willie Brown's like, me too. Yeah. But they get into this barn and Willie's laying down and Ralph Mach is trying to check. And I'm like, God damn it, just dude, just fucking leave me alone. I'm tired, all right? Just leave me alone. Let me go to sleep. I'm 80 years old. Fuck. And he lays down on the, what looks like a like a truck seat. Like the kind of the bench seats that oh, pickup sure. trucks have. Mm-hmm. And there's one of those just sitting in the in the garage or in the barn, yeah. right? And so he like lays down, uses his jacket as a blanket and lays down. And Ralph Macchio and Francis get into a bit of a fight because she's like, I'm telling you, I think he's just... He's, I think he's full of shit. He's full of shit. He's fucking with you. He wanted out of the fucking hospital That's prison. That's all he wanted from you. You don't see that? He wanted out of the prison he was in and uh, he's using you, dude. And he fucking snaps back at her because Willie Brown's his hero. It's like, you a slut, fuck off. Yeah, you, you got to go out there and, and show people your titties for $100. What, yeah, do, you, what do you know? What do you fucking yeah. know? So she gets mad and she goes up into the hayloft and he follows her up there and he's like, okay, look. Listen, dude, I'm sorry. I'm just really stressed I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you know what? Let's I li- fuck. I like you. I do like you. I really do. And she's like, oh, okay. And then. Smacks the kiss. Fucking. Yeah, we Straight. don't know if they fucked. Oh, they definitely fucked. They fucked. We uh, don't know, but they didn't. Oh, speak. my note is they make up, and by that I mean fuck town. Because <laughs> okay. they go straight to fuck town. Um, so the Inside next side mo- the mind of Nick Ryder. <laughs> uh, the next morning they're woken up by the cops, right? Cops coming around with flashlights, and they find Willie first because he's down on the ground level, right? Um, the main cop is OZ. OZ. OZ, who's played by Will- Wally. Taylor. That's Orenthal Jebediah. We just call him OZ. OZ. Orenthal Jebediah. Zebediah, maybe? Since it's Z. Zebediah. Yeah, there you go. What did Uh, I say? Zedediah? Zebediah? Jeb. Jeb with a J. Um, But so the actor here is Wally Taylor, who will be back back on our show. Uh, He's Clubber Lang's manager in Rocky Three, so we'll see him again. But, you know, they wake up up Willie Brown, and then Ralph Macchio is like, oh my God, Willie, are you okay? Oh my God, Oh my god! And so they look up and go, "Oh, we got some lovebirds up there in the nest." And you know they're they're like covering themselves with a the blanket because they've been fucking, yeah, or at least fell asleep after fucking, right? Something. So it, he's like, that "Typically happens." Yeah, you fall asleep after fucking. So they get taken. Uh, they get in the cop car. Like they take him to this little bridge, on the uh, right, kind of on the outside of town. This random bridge, cross bridge, like the, the cross bridge. <laughs> I'll meet you with the cross bridge. Cross bridge. You won't, you won't be lonely. lonely. Um, but he's like, we're going to, we're going to, yeah. <laughs> um, and I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Ozzy took my money. Um, but they're like, we're going to let you deal with Sheriff Tilford. That's right. Uh, well, this can be good. They're sitting in the back of the cop car while the cops are outside, right? And he's like, what do you think the sheriff's going to do? He's like, well, back in my day, you got in a cop car and they, they took hung you. you. They took you outside of town. And they, yeah, yeah you, nobody ever heard from you again. You know what I mean? This isn't going to go well. He's like, what? How come they didn't find your gun? He's like, would you shut the fuck up? What? They can't hear me. Just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, for once in your life, have a little tact. Yeah, what a dumbass. Jesus ass. Christ. But Tilford shows up and saunters all over. He's like, yeah, we don't like vagrants here. But once you cross that bridge, you're in a different county. You're a different sheriff's problem. So why this don't you is just, what they're doing in Austin right now, by the way. <laughs> why don't you just walk across that bridge and then I don't have to worry about you anymore? Okay, yep. Here, what? this area is Austin, Texas. You ain't our problem no more. <laughs> just set up camp wherever. You just go wherever you like. <laughs> so they're, Willie Brown's like, okay, we 
definitely got off way easy. Let's just go. And Francis is like, what about her money? What money? I didn't hear about any money. Yeah, he found her fucking money. And he looks over at the deputy. He's just... It's the fucking money. Shrugs a bit. And he's like, I didn't hear anything about any money. Okay, well, this isn't fucking... She's like trying to protest. And Willie Brown's like, they did not murder us. We are ahead right now. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Don't worry. Once you start showing off your titties, you're getting a hundred bucks a night. This twenty bucks or whatever you had on you, not a, not not anything you need to worry about right now. Okay, get the fuck. Let's go. Let's fucking go. We're out of here. So then they uh, they get to this hotel room, right? Well, he look. This is something. What he says. Uh, things seem to have changed in this county. Then again, they kind of seem the same, same, don't they? Because the sheriffs and everybody are black, right? And so he's referring to them being, you know, now they're in charge. They're not the you know, yeah, but it's still the they're same, on top of the still t- dealing the, with hobos the same. Yeah, they're still treating you know black people the same way. That's that was insightful. I like yeah. that. Prolific. And the sheriff's is like, yeah, dude, whatever. Fucking walk across the bridge. He's like, bro, I didn't fucking hang you like they used to do. Yeah, we let right? you go to the next county. Yeah, look what you're, you're talking alive, about. Things aren't are the, you? Things are the same. We didn't even we didn't even take your boys' guitar. They always say guitar, guitar. They didn't take his money found, though. Found in uh. Found an old man Tillery's barn with an electric guitar. Guitar. (laughs) Do you have the hiccups? What's going on with you? Get. (laughs) Um, Go on. Guitar. Get. Get. Come on, girl. Get. Um, All right. So they get to this hotel, right? They they get in a room. And he's like, hey, we're just staying for the night. We'll be on our way in the morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he goes, hey, lady at the the counter, do you recognize this place? And he's like pulling this paper. But it's the fucking crayon drawing he did at the beginning of the movie do i recognize a crown sketch of two dirt roads meeting well it's a tree with the dead tree oh there was a tree but i was like are you seriously asking me right now if i recognize this place of a drawing you made yeah no i've never seen (laughs) no i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about why Um, don't you remember yeah again Yes, every single fucking mile, there is an intersection of two dirt roads. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to be a little bit more specific. What's the name of the, the roads that cross? You can yeah, at least you tell know? me that. Something? Give me something to work with. Does Robert Johnson ever say what the crossroads no, were? No, he does not. Not to my knowledge. I don't think they ever found out because it's, you know, it's on, lower. I'm on 6th Street in, in Red River. I went down County Road 429 where it intersects with County Road 222. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I met the devil. We called him Leggy. And Legba came up and took my soul. <laughs> took me. Whip, 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 Said, come back every couple come fucking Come every Saturday days. and take some goddamn lessons. And that's where I fuck you in the ass and give you my whoa, inject whoa, you with my talent. Whoa. That's what whoa, do you think happens? Whoa. The, the talent is inside his jism. And so he mm. either either ingests it by be, mouth or be butthole. To, yeah, I was saying, wouldn't it be better to swallow it? Because then you at least absorb it. And butthole, you're just going to drain it all out. So you either suck his dick or get fucked in the butt is, is what it comes down to. By hey, the devil. Come on, come on. Now, how fast does he go? Do you have to suck for a I while? Mean, or can it, you just I'm, sort of like fall asleep? I'm and guessing like, the devil's got some stamina. So ask he's her mouth. Had, he's had thousands of years go on here. So this is like thing big. Like, do I have? To, will my asshole be the same ever again? I mean, I would. Willie Brown's asshole is the shape of a harmonica. I've, I've never seen the devil's dick, but I would imagine it's sizable and probably made of fire, but big enough to fit in your mouth. <laughs> at least damn. the head. Can of we it. stop with this? I'm just trying to say. I'm trying to think whether I would, you know, 
put it in my mouth or put it in my butt to get the to the get devil the juice. Yeah, the devil talent. What if it's like just a shot, like a vaccine, like a talent? Well, this seems, sounds shot. like you have to take several doses of it. So that's right. Maybe can I alternate? Sure. <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> Here's my hand. Here's my deal. I think I'll take it. Spit on your palm. Shake. It's a spit. <laughs> the spit promise. Yeah. Uh, so now they go out at night. And uh, Eugene kind of snaps on Willie and yells all the same things that he and Francis got in a fight about, right? Like, you're full of shit. None of this is real. You're just a you fucking fake-ass old man. And uh, so he's like, hey, you guys go over there. You do your business on that side of the street. I do my business on this side of the street. And that's how we do things down here in the great state of Mississippi. Wait, you don't want to integrate? Apparently they don't. So the white guy bar is a country honky-tonk. Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, Ralph Macchio goes up to the bar, and the guy's like, well, well, I get you, friend. The bartender is played by Harry Carey Jr. Harry Carey Jr. Harry Carey Jr., whose dad is Harry Carey, obviously. You ever feel like a hot dog? Hi, sports fans. My son <laughs> played a bartender. In fucking crossroads. Uh, but he also plays Marshal Fred White in Tombstone. Okay. He's also one of the saloon patrons in Back to the Future 3. Ah, well, that's where I remember So basically, from. all this guy ever does is play a, a bar patron or a bar tender. And that's just what he do. Um, but he's like, what do you want? I'll have a whiskey. You got any ID? No. Uh, not on me, no. Well, I reckon one sniff ain't going to hurt you none. And he pours him a shot of whiskey. I'm like, okay, first off, this bar rules. <laughs> but then he's like... He's got a point there. Like, what do you think one little shot is going to do to uh, a 17-year-old that comes into your bar? Right, I was doing shots of whiskey at 17. I turned out... He's going to sip that because he's a 17-year-old. Yeah, right. But uh, also, it's like super backwoods Mississippi. They don't give a shit, you know. Ain't no law coming around checking IDs around here. Um, so then he goes, here's your shot. It's a dollar. This is the second point where I'm like, I love this bar whiskey for a dollar. Are you fucking kidding me? He goes, uh, I don't have any money. How about I play some songs for your, uh, your patrons here? And the guy's like, ah, you're one of them. All right. I'm going to spot you this one. Do you know any country? But then you, you get the fuck out of here. Right. So not only he doesn't get carded, whiskey's only a dollar, but the bartender buys it for him. Like, you are coming up on tops. But yeah, you can't get up there and try to play no give me some loving. You got to play Rawhide and Stand By Your Man. What year was Blues Brothers? 90? I don't remember. Was that before or after this? I don't remember. So. You see, we're on a mission. Yeah, from Ralph God. Macchio's not on a mission from God at a all. mission In fact, against Satan. Quite the opposite. Blues Brothers was 80. 80. So oh, Blues so. Brothers was out six years before. He should have known. You know what songs to play for a country bar. Country and western. Um, so I love this bar already. So he gets a free drink. Now Francis is dancing with this guy, Wally, or Harley, Harley. And, Not important. And Harley comes up to the bar. He's like, yeah, I need another beer and a vodka rocks for the little lady. A and he go- lady. And he goes to, to try to pay. He's like, oh, I don't have my wallet. God damn it. And he goes back and he's like, you bitch, you stole my wallet. He's like, no, I didn't. And they have this whole confrontation. And so Ralph Macchio gets in the middle of it because, you know, he just fucked this girl, so he's madly in love, of course. And uh, he gets in the middle of it, and she's like, yeah, why don't you fucking step down before my friend pulls out his gun? It's like, what if, Har- what do you... And Harley, yeah, you took this from zero to ten real Go ahead. quick. Show him your gun. Show him your gun. 
Like, yeah. whoa, 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 what whoa. the fuck? And Holly's like, gun? You go- hey. Yeah, well, anyways, yeah. he shows his he, gun. He, like, opens his jacket a bit, and he has a gun tucked into his belt. Like, and Coming in here, carrying a gun, what? And so the bartender, like, cocks the shotgun. He keeps... Mr. Look, I don't want any trouble. Hand that piece over. Don't you dare. Hey, will you just come on? Oh, you just fucking come down, down, bitch. You got it here. Now, now, hold it, hold it. Now, you can get out of here. I just want to give you a... <laughs> so Harley tries to punch Ralph Macho, who ducks it, and he ends up punching another patron, who then punches him back, and a fight breaks out. And then we get the shotgun blast. This is a pretty good part. Like, yeah. I love this line. Alvin, you settle down. Did you take his wallet, miss? Because if you did, give it back to him. I love it. Harley's dumb, but that don't mean he deserves to have his wallet stolen. He's got a family, and they need the money. I love that. Harley's dumb. Huh? <laughs> But that don't mean he deserves to be robbed. <laughs> like, yeah, and that was a cool bartender, and he then he lets and says, he's like, just get, get, just get out. So just get out of here, dude. How much? Like, if you're that backwoods of a bar where you don't really care that much about ID, and when someone comes in waving a gun around, you're just like, yeah, okay, hand it in. Like, please, you're letting your guns at the door. You're letting this these kids get away with a fucking lot. Like, just shoot them, throw them out back. Pull a Sean Penn from Mystic River and make him disappear, you know? Like, it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but, so they have to go across the street now because they can't be in the honky-tonk bar anymore. And as soon as they across the street's the juke joint, you know? So they, they get across the street and, of course, they're stopped at the door like, uh, I think you want to be at that other bar over there. I don't think uh, you, you, what do you, you, uh, you shouldn't be here. And they're all, like, confronting them and... Uh, Willie Brown sees them in there, and he, instead of going to help them, he runs up to the stage and takes over the microphone and starts blowing his harmonica, right? Getting everybody's attention. And uh, he's like, oh, God, little Lightning Boy's here. Lightning, come to show you how good he can play that thing. Come on up here, Lightning. We're going to play. You, everybody want to hear some music? Come on, we're going to play some music, man. What are we going to do with me? With you. I told you not to come in here. I got some heat from the other side, Willie. I lost the gun, too. You lost the gun, you dumb shit. shit. We're get heat from this side if we don't take him back home. <laughs> we gonna get hit from this So they start playing. We get Willie Brown blues. Love this song too. Hey, hey call me Willie. Uh. Hey, call me Willie. Uh. Is this an actual song? It's on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. I thought no, like a, an original. No, no, no. There's no Willie Brown in real life, right? Robert Johnson called out to him in the song. But does Willie Brown have recordings? No, I don't think so. Come and throw your man outdoors. Get this way no more. Call me Willie Brown. And then the solos. Uh, get it, Willie. And then there's this lady in the crowd. Uh, standing next to Francis, who's been doubting Willie Brown, but this random lady's like, oh, that Willie Brown! That's Willie Brown up there singing. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, there. That's Willie Brown up there singing. It is? Sure. I used to see him all the time when I was tired. He was playing all the big ones. Yeah, that's him. So He's now, friend. A friend of mine. My friend of yours. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of yours? So, yeah, now Francis is like, oh, I guess this really is Willie Brown. Okay. 
Line dog folk. And they play, and, and Ralph Smokecast Ma- Brown. And, and Ralph Macho's up there, like, oh my God, I'm playing real blues at a real blues juke joint in the South. Oh my God. And oh my he's just, God, just, like just, just, Sandy. He's Sandy. just coming. He's coming. I'm coming all the time. Could you imagine how great it is? I was coming in a hayloft last night, and now I am coming on stage. It's just all the time I'm coming. It's just great. It's good to be me, huh? Ah, can you imagine how great it is to be me? Yeah. I'm just coming. Yeah. So now they're back at, back at the hotel, right? And, and she's laying on the bed, like, looking through a book, and he's walking around eating this apple. He's got the knife. You know, he's just, like, shaving off parts of his album. He's like, man, that was fucking great. Did you know that the bar owner came up to Willie Brown and handed him $300 and said, your boy can play? Your boy can play? And she's like, yeah, no, you guys were great. That's fine. That was fine. He's like, and he's just riding high on his first gig ever. Which, it feels good to play up there. When you have a like, good one? Oh, when you have yeah. a real good one, man? Oh, my God, you're top of the world after when that When I used shit. to do those, uh, the, those, uh, open mic blues uh, jams. Yeah. Like, sometimes you'd get a good good oh, one going, yeah. man, and that would get things going. That, that always felt real good. Yeah, yeah. It, there's, there's a definite high about it, and Macho's feeling it. And then uh, Willie Brown comes in, and you know Willie Brown, he's like Dr. Cox from Scrubs. He's never going to say a nice, supportive thing to anybody fucking ever. Blues man, shit. Only one blues man in town tonight. That was me. Where you learn to play them pussy chords in music school? <laughs> pussy oh, chords. One school, Willie. I played the chords I learned out here on the road, and I kicked ass, and people felt it, so don't give me any... Here's my line. People felt whiskey the same as I'm feeling right now and just about to feel Samoa. <laughs> lay off him, okay? He was and great. then you other line, opening lines right Look, here. he's on the road to learn something. Now, he can't be learning nothing if he's thinking he's the boss you of the You won't give blues. an inch, will you, Willie? You, you can't even... Come in here after what happened tonight and say, nice job, kid. You can't even give me simple congratulations. You know what you want, Lightning. You want me to stand here and say, boy, you as good as Robert Johnson. But, but you, you ain't. ain't. Wait. Oh, damn, you're almost here there. You spend as much time with your hands on them strings as you do on this girl's ass, you might get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's my line. Excuse me, I think I'll go to my room and leave you two lovebirds. Love <laughs> so he goes oh, off wait, to You know, here's funny. Everyone's slamming their doors at this hotel. You guys got any manners? Like, he even yeah. walks up to his door and just like... Probably only, two stayed in, probably only two stayed in the fucking hotel, honestly. But, all right, so now he's in bed, and he has a nightmare of uh, leg buzz assistant, Joe Morton, comes back, taunting about his hellhounds. Like, oh, hellhounds on your trail, boy. Hellhounds on your trail. And he you wakes gotcha. up, like, sweating and panting from his nightmare. But due to that, he's up in time to see Francis sneaking out. And he's like, uh, are you sure you want to be doing this? And she's like, dude, you know there's no goodbyes on the road. Just, I'm just going to go on my way, and you guys are going to go on yours, and that's, that's life on the road. It's the way the road goes. fucking bubs. way she goes, Buzz. And so he gives her $100, because he does have a heart somewhere. Yeah. They're just not for fucking Eugene at all. <laughs> but he gives her $100, and she like tries to give it back. It's like, Pushing it up to his chest, and he's not even like making a move. He's like, he's like "Well, I don't want you to be with no no." Yeah, uh, take some of this. I don't want to find you in no more motel rooms, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so he's like, "You get to L.A. safe. You do your thing." And so she goes outside, and just starts walking down the road, and walks her way just right the fuck out of the movie. Just walks out of it. Never see her again. That's it. That's the end of Francis. So the next morning, Eugene's like, hey, oh, my God, where did Francis go? Oh, my God, I'm Ralph Macchio. I was in love. I was so, I, she, she, she took my V-card, and now I'm so in love with her, and I just, I don't know how to deal with these emotions. I can't crane kick these emotions. I don't know how to handle it. I don't want, because fucking Ralph Macchio is a terrible goddamn actor. 
Love him, though. I mean, if it wasn't for the iconic movies of my childhood, but I, he just, God damn it, he sucks. Um, so then, uh, you know, he keeps asking where is she, and by Willie's silence, he gets his answer, right? By Willie just sitting there and like, oh, you know, figures it all out. Now they're, now they're having whiskey. Pours fucking Ralph Macchio whiskey. He's like, now you're learning what it's like to be a man. Now you're feeling some of that pain in your heart. Yeah, and he that's what blues. Say, this is the mileage I was talking about yeah, right here. That's what he's trying to give him. Trying to give him. He is helping him get that. And uh, so feel that pain. And yeah, that hurt. he's like this. He gives him whiskey, which is medicine for your inside wounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what that is. And so he's having a bit of a pity party, right? And he's crying, and he's like, "You gonna teach me that lost song now?" And this is where he confesses, like, "There was no lost song. Bro, there was yeah. no thirtieth song. On. Not that I ever heard of." Robert Johnson. The lost song is in you. Yeah, that's right. It's the one you come up with. That's essentially what he fucking says. He's like, yeah, he says, you do it. You know, it's in you. It's got to be from you. It's got to be your own thing, That's what Robert would have said. Robert gave us 29, and that was enough. And then he goes and picks up his guitar and plays this awesome piece. But real quick, uh, I I do want you to play this piece. But real quick, he has a line. Where he goes, blues ain't nothing but a good man feeling bad. Feeling bad, yeah. And that I, I took and uh, I had a song lyric that I, I stole from this movie. I, mine was, blues ain't nothing but bad things happening to a good man. Because I needed that rhyme. But totally copped it from this movie. Anyway, so then we get, again, because Ry Cooter is a slide blues guitar fucking wizard. This fucking sad, morose blues guitar, which the piece on the soundtrack is called Sad Blues. <laughs> or feeling sad blues, I think. Feeling sad blues. But God, it's beautiful. With the tremolo. Yeah. Listen to that. Just, oof. Mm. What do you think his guitar's tuned to? Open E? G. Because I think that low string is down to a D. That's just fucking awesome guitar right lots there. Of lots of songs. Lots, lots of, of women. women. Lots of pussy. Good time. Bad Good time. Bad. This is where he's like talking to him about this the is what blues is. Damn, I love it. So then we, we go to this old boarding house, right? They get to this boarding house. Willie's like, yeah, this is the place I'm talking about. And they go up and they're like, hey, is, uh, is Luann still here? No, she did. She did. Well, you related to her? Yeah, it's my grandma. God damn. Okay, well, I used to I used to play music here back when she ran this place. So she invites him in, and they're walking around, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, me and this other guy got in a fight over your grandma. She was a real good woman. She's a real good woman. He just repeats <laughs> over and over. She's a real good woman. Real good woman real good. I mean, I can't tell you about that pussy. I'm mean, just trying I mean, to she not, really yeah, could real talk. Good. Me and Slim Watermelon, or whatever the fuck he says, got into a fight over. Who won? Well, I don't know. She was a good woman, though. She's a real good like, woman. Like, goddamn it. And then, so then he's like, uh, hey. There's this place, you know, there's a crossroads. 
Do you know the one I'm talking about? It's around here somewhere. You know yeah, where that, I know what you're talking about. And she just looks over and goes, Horace, take these guys to that fucking place a few miles north, whatever, fucking, fuck. And just she says, has the crossroads. She has exactly down. It's like two miles north of fucking Mike's station, or I don't remember what she says. But she knows exactly where it is and tells Horace to take him there. Hollis, you drive these fellas out on Grange Road past Dockeris. There it is. So now we are at the titular crossroads. And we can see the dead and tree. And there's that tree still there fucking 50 years later. I mean, it would probably still be there, but all these fine branches would be broken off after. Yeah. There's lots of fine any, branches. Any kind it. of storm or anything. Your local arborist is telling you that yeah. this is a, there's a continuity alert here. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the crossroads and Willie's like, hey, go stand over there and play. Play what? Well, you'll know what to play. Just play. And if you play it right, he's going to come around. Who is? Motherfucker, have you not Where the fuck have you been, bro? You have done this whole movie. What do you... Wait, what was the thing you did? Educate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck do you think we're trying to meet right now? Lightning? Sounds like this is um, Breaking Bad over here. Mm. No, we're not right. listening to Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad might have been Ry Cooter also. Did Ry Cooter do the soundtrack? For- <laughs> no, but that needs to be found out right now. So let's look Does up Ry Breaking Bad. Cooter do the soundtrack for Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad, let's see. All right, so while you're looking at it, so yeah, they're, they're playing, and now the assistant, Joe Morton, pulls up instead of in an old fucking 30s jalopy kind of car, he pulls up in a nice little Camaro. He's got himself a fucking sports car, baby. He got a stew going. <laughs> He got a stew going. He pulls up and he's got this lady in the seat with him. And he's like, you need a ride? He's like, no, I need to see the man. What man? Don't play dumb with me, man. You know exactly what man I mean, man. Ah, here we go. Breaking Bad's original score is composed by Dave Porter. Damn. All right, so it's not, <laughs> not quite, but that's cool enough. Uh, Dave Porter, uh, famed student of Ry Cooter. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Dave no, Porter. I made that, I made Cooter, that up. Cooter. Porter Cooter. Porter Cooter. Coincidence? I don't think so. Wait, did you porter or cooter? <laughs> you brought her. <laughs> Hardly know her. So, uh, yeah, he's like, I don't want to talk to you, motherfucker. Well, a car I, pulls up. Did you say yeah, that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and the sweet car. That's why I said you got a stew going. You got a, oh, yeah, you got yourself yeah. a car, baby. You got yourself. Talking about Legba. <laughs> yeah, where you been, man? Legba done changed. Where oh. you been at, Slick? He done changed his name to Scratch. I don't want none of your sass. I got business with the man. Well, Macho's back there fucking... Just still playing. And I love it. He's like, sure you don't want to ride? Get it, honey. He's crazy. (laughs) No, y'all sure you don't need a ride? Ain't riding with the likes of you, smart ass. Or your bitch neither. (laughs) Oh! Suit yourself. Old man. Old man. (laughs) So he drives off, and here comes walking up Scratch. Here comes Scratch. Scratch. Scratch is played by an actor, Robert Judd, who did this in 1986 and a movie called Fight for Your Life in 1977. Only two movies for this man. And he died after filming, but two weeks before this movie was released. Oh, shit. So he didn't even get to like didn't hang even out get to and see like it. enjoy it. Didn't get even get to see himself be the devil. Well, he sold his life to the devil for that. And, and then he, after <laughs> the role's done, the devil's like, mine, bitch. Because that's how devil fucking rolls, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil you, makes you a famous actor, but you, then you die before you, you, you get to you think, get any You money. think that you actually get to enjoy your end of the deal? No, 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 no. I'm the devil, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
So uh, Willie's like, I went out of the deal. And scratched. Nothing's as good as you wanted it to be. Yeah. You ain't never getting that. Ain't no reason to break a deal, baby. Baby, <laughs> <laughs> come on. And so I got the hundred dollars. Yeah, I got a hundred dollars. I don't want your money. I ain't. I want. How about here? Here's what we can do. How about cutting, how about head? cutting heads? And how about cutting heads? Oh, I get it. You want some kind of contest, huh? You real smart boy. Ain't you? <laughs> hey, real smart boy. I got this guy. Yeah. Big white fella from Memphis. His name is Nick Ryder. A few years back. You Real beat good him? guitar player. Name is Jack Butler. Name is Jack Butler. Cuts heads every Saturday night. Cuts heads every Saturday. He discourages a lot of up and coming boys. Yeah, but Willie doesn't even play guitar. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> look at me, the devil playing dumb. Or if this wasn't all worked out. Willie Brown. Oh, no, Willie Brown. Unless. Unless you might want to sit in for him. Oh. Don't do it. Sure, he's don't my do friend. It. I don't believe in any of this shit. But go ahead and do it. I don't believe in any of this shit like anyway. You win, I tear up Willie's contract. But what happens if my man Jack Butler wins? We'll go by the name of Jack Butler. You can have me. Get me. I already, I already got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got this well, movie fucking me memorized. Oh, shut, shut up, you here. here. I don't want you making no deals. Take it easy, Willie. I'm just calling his bluff here. We'll get to Fulton's point after this. He's still thinking of Fulton's point, which doesn't exist. Oh, I can get us there real quick. I love that. I can get us there real quick. And then clouds come in and Steve Vai guitar. All right. We got to play this as it is, but you talk over. All right. You need to go. So, oh, my God. Steve Vai blues. I love this style of blues, by the way. It's, it's fucking really cool. Ah, oh, those little squeaks. Back up like 10 seconds, sorry. Maybe two, a little more, but. Listen. Uh. Boy, that's soul. And then the squeaks. Right here. Woo! <laughs> So he's just dancing around, being all Steve I arrogant prick, right? And so, I think it's, I think oh, it's no, dude, it's showman. great. I have always loved this part. Fucking loved. For me, I used like, you know, I uh, my high school vehicle was the Jeep, and it had a cassette player, and I would like dub my mom's record collection, whatever. I recorded this whole chunk of the movie onto a tape, and we're cruising around. This, I love this. Somebody's calling my name. Right here. God, it's beautiful. You know what I got here? Beautiful, this fucking song. And also on the soundtrack, the full thing without Joe Seneca talking over it. And by the way, yeah, Seneca pulls out this little this red little bag. bag. He's like, this is the mojo. This yeah. is the blues man magic mojo All of a sudden mojo you have hand. the mojo. So this is obviously what the devil probably gave him, right? S- probably something because there's well, a lot Well, he says of- it's a mojo hand, right? Yeah. Is that which what he is- said? Well, Lightning Hopkins, I'm going Louisiana. There's a whole lot. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. real I mean, common thing about the mojo. Yeah. yeah. That's a common thing in the in blues music is about the mojo. There's got my mojo working. Uh, fucking Muddy Waters got my mojo working in mojo all by... So he gives he gives Eugene the, his mojo. Oh, the magic I got. And uh, God damn this song every time though. You can call. Who's next? 
next up there? Hmm? Joe Morton again. Up? Who's gonna get their head cut? How about you, chicken boy? <laughs> chicken boy. Nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> Marty McFly comes out and you said what, motherfucker? He's all like, let's do a twelve bar blues, B flat. Let's keep cymbal splashing and try to keep up. So he walks down there and the guy, this guy's like, who sent you here? You can't talk none, but can't play none, little man. But you can't play none either. But can't play none either. He just plugs in his guitar, grabbing the cable, plugging her in. Mm. That's what it sounds like when you plug it in. Yep. Here we go. Huh. So now we get the back and forth. Like, Vi does a little thing, Eugene has to copy it, right? Oh, it's like, Satan to sit down. how good are you at your guitar? If, if I do something, can you hear it and immediately copy it? Which is fucking hard Yeah, and you see that they do. don't, uh, Steve Vi doesn't show him Not like, really, where he's yeah. at on the board. Which is why early Zeppelin would do that a lot, where Robert Plant would like, and Paige would have to copy it. It's really fucking hard to do. Now that's how you make a train talk, motherfucks. Ugh. So here's his response. Everyone's like, wow, what are you going to do? You going to be able to play, boy? So this is actually Vi playing, and this is Rykuder, and they actually get to swap oh, yeah. a bit. Yeah. So way better at the train now than he was before. Uh. It's that distortion, man. Yeah, an actual amp and not a well, not an acoustic like the last time we tried out the train. Yeah. So now, pan to the left. To oh, the yeah, right. That's cool with headphones. It's Oh, uh, that is cool. <laughs> so I'm backwards, actually. I like, wait, this one? There it is. Uh-uh. Okay, but then there's the fucking, one of the sweetest licks ever. I think right here. Nope, damn it. Damn it. Steve but Vai's the face actual lick he does. Here it is. God damn that! That's a sweet lick. <laughs> the way Steve Vai yeah. like arrogantly with doing his it. Face. And so, but then he copies it exactly. And Vai's like, oh, okay, okay. Let me take so off I'm my jacket out here. Okay, see, so, so I got to work for this. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm a nod. Band. I love that. Just okay, band. Here you go. And she like and dances more, him and, off and the then stage. That, the, the flat, the the chick from yeah. uh, the the car earlier dancing around. Yo, bitch, neither. Yo, bitch, neither. And she's just being the flapper, little flapper dancing. That's pretty interesting. And so he plays, and now we're off Macho's like, oh, 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 but Willie Brown comes in to save him. Which I think's probably against the rules, but it's the devil. Who uh, who cares about rules? Where did they have time to rehearse this, by the way? Right. And I love they have that line. And then uh, by harmonizes. It's so fucking cool. You guys are in a oh, battle, man, okay? Great. 
Yeah, you're not supposed to be harmonizing <laughs> together. You're battling, dude. What, what are you it? doing? And that, ooh, uh. I mean, one of the greatest things you can do on electric guitar is that, that, that screamy band. Love it. So now, I got my pussy-ass sounding little tally. But he's still keeping up. You ain't beating me, Jack Butler. So now Jack Butler realizes, okay, you ain't going down still. He starts pulling out tricks. I'm going to key change. Yeah, oh, yeah. bitch. That's a key change. Key change. <laughs> what do you think of that? And he's like dancing around. He's getting a lot more animated. We got Steve Vai fucking like spinning down on the ground, doing shit. And Ralph Macho just standing there, but he's keeping it. You ain't beat me, Jack Butler. You ain't beat me. Not today. Not, Not today, up Jack Butler. And then this. And then they love the harmony. And then and then vibe goes off. And even bows during it. The fucking like arrogant bow. 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 Right. I don't think that was a bow. That was a. That was a. Well, he was not, a no. He as he has to think. Oh wait, no. There it is. Bow. There's the bow. Okay. Bow. That's a bow. Okay, that's <laughs> a bow. Like, it's fucking arrogant, and then right up in his fucking face, like, fuck you, kid. Fuck you. And then he gets all these Dude, it's impressive as fuck. All these grumbling noises, like, goddamn, Steve Vai, you are amazing. Yes. I, you are amazing. And the devil's laughing. Yeah, so Steve Vai, he's like, I'm the winner, Jack yep. Butler. Everybody's celebrating the devil's, and then, uh-oh. This piece. Here crank, it is. Crank this up. find that. Yeah, Willie Brown's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It makes it look like he's playing it a bit. Not after I learned how to play this piece, but... <laughs> He does a good job. Until this last chord. This chord gets a full orchestra for some reason on that last chord. That was the magic mojo. That was the mojo. So now, that was Vi. That was actually Vi, and Vi also places fuck up here. This is the easiest part of the piece, yeah. though. This, it sounds the most complicated, but it's the easiest one. You got this, Steve. Try it again. 
I mean, copying it that a piece that complicated that close on just on the first. I'm thing. impressed. Don't be so mad at yourself, Jack Butler. <laughs> but then he can't get this last. Co- he Come on. The, the orchestra doesn't back him up. He doesn't get the orchestra. Oh, because the mojo. He didn't have the mojo. And so he gets pissed and just. The band thro- of demons took the night off. He just throws the guitar on the fucking stage and walks off. He doesn't say a goddamn word. He's like, fuck you, devil. Drops it on the ground he like a dick. He just throws it down. He didn't ever make a deal with the devil. He just did the devil's bidding, I guess. But he just throws the guitar down and storms off. Yeah. And that's when they fired up and Ralph Macchio, they, the band kicks back in and start playing blues. And Ralph Macchio does, instead of the arrogant bows, like Steve Vai did, he does this thing where he slides down on the guitar neck and he like uh, wags his tongue at the devil. Like, but the devil's a man of his word. Tears up the contract. Willie Brown is a free man. And that's the end. That's the end of this whole thing. And then Ralph Macchio says, Devil, I done told you once, you son, son of a bitch. bitch son of the business I've ever been. So, but, okay, so that whole piece is called Eugene's Trick Bag. And it's written by Steve Vai, heavily influenced by Paganini, as we talked about. It was never released. Because if you get the movie soundtrack, since that wasn't Ry Cooter, it's not on the soundtrack. Uh, and it wasn't until he did like a, it was like a greatest hits or compilation something put out where Eugene's trick bags found like, so the only way to ever get it was to wait until like the late nineties when this Steve Vai greatest hits thing came out. And that mm. was a bonus track. Other than that, you couldn't ever get that except for the movie. And that piece is fucking sweet. Very sweet. Um, but now you can get it. Now I mean, the not very bluesy. It doesn't no, fit the theme at all. And that, but. No, but I think it does because at school he was told, "Fuck the blues. You have to be purely classical." Out here on the road, he's fuck all that. You need pure blues. But how he wins is the melding of the two. The 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 serving of two masters that his teacher told him not to okay, do. Agreed. Is how I, he agree beats the you, devil. But the whole. Blues thing. He was supposed to like beat him with the blues. It yeah, didn't hey, beat him by the blues. No, he just said you got. We we just cutting heads. Yeah, we cutting heads uh, is just you got to make the other guy fucking give up. I guess. Uh, I, I I try to imagine like a someone that only plays power chords and punks like it's like that like someone like uh, yeah. Osprey's like like Joey Ramone coming like okay it's your turn. But then as soon as he starts going, you're like, uh, all right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm out of here. <laughs> but, if, but if the guy, if the power chord guy never gives up and just keeps chunking out power chords, like all you have to do his, is like, his head ain't cut if he doesn't give up. So if you're really that bullheaded, you can just keep chugging power chords until Jack Butler gets so pissed off. I mean, you could feasibly, I guess, win that way. You just have to be bullheaded. You just, just got to have enough confidence and not give up, I guess. But I do, I did make a note of it's exactly what he was told not to do. That That got him to win. And that's what the 30th song was all about. Ah. Inside you, you find your own thing. That was the 30th song. So Eugene Strigbag is Robert Johnson's 30th song. Back in 1936, he tried to record that, but technology wasn't able to catch (laughs) all the nuances of that that. shred piece. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he he mocks the devil, and he tears up the fucking contract, blah, blah, blah. So now they're immediately transported back to the crossroads. Yeah. And this is... Fell down on their knees. Fell down on their knees. So now they're talking, and and, uh, Willie's like, well, shit, now that I'm free, man, I I think I want to go up north. I'm tired of being down here in the heat. 
And I was like, motherfucker, you spent this whole time talking about this as the only place and the best place and whatever. But we're talking about going to Chicago. All right, let's go check out Chicago. It's like, but after Chicago, you're on your own. Well, why don't we go into LA and we can do the whole... No, 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 man. You got to fucking... You got to be your own man at some point. Like, I can't keep fucking cradling you, you son of a bitch. But they're just walking down the road as the, as the banter is happening. Friendly banter. Like, very, very Tango and Cash buddy banter. And, uh, but uh, he says, you know what? I'm tired of walking. Okay, again, you've told me the whole time this is the way we do shit. But he's like, I want to get to Chicago in style. I want to take an airplane. So now they got plans to fly to Chicago and continue their blues journey. Oh. And then that's that's credits. That's the end of the movie. All right. Real quick, I had a I had something I want to hear you do. I want to hear you do a quick recap of the movie, but as Jack Burton from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. What? Give your a whole just a little. Whole you know how he talks uh, on the CB kind of thing. There's a little story from Jack Burton. Yeah. All right, you listen here now. Jack Burton's gonna tell you about a boy who wanted to play guitar, and he fought against the devil. And you know what old Jack Burton says when the devil's staring you right in the face and see Vi's wailing guitars around your head and some flapper bitch is all up in your business. You just look that devil right in the face and you say, you know what? Give me the best you got because I got this shit. I went to Juilliard, bitch. I am Jack Burton. That's it. There it is. Something, <laughs> something, something about like that. Something, I thought that'd something, be a little funny. Something, something around like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, it, was, it, it was off the top of my head, everybody. I didn't have time to prepare. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. But uh, uh, so, yeah, that's that's uh, end of our movie. So let's uh, let's kind of let's talk let's talk this out. Let's 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 do our end of the show thing. Ooh. Uh, so me. Yep. I didn't didn't you, watch it. Didn't, you failed. Didn't watch failed. it. But again, based off of y'all's damn near reenactment. Of it, and then and also, we played quite a bit of it. So you actually did get to see a huge chunk a, of a the large, movie. I feel like I've seen it. Kind of, you saw the important part, which is that ending. Well, yeah, I mean that's and, well, the, and I've seen that before. And all the Willie Brown shit talking. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you need to know about the Willie Brown shit There's talking. A lot hey, of hey, that hey shit well, what you call your mama? What you call your mama? How's your mama doing? Your mama ask about me. <laughs> <laughs> He's always concerned about <laughs> his mama. mama. Ask about me. Um, all right, my so, mama is a saint. <laughs> Dorothy Mantruth is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, so you didn't get to watch it. No, but uh, based off of y'all's reenactment, quotes, everything, uh, totally rewatchable. Yep. Yep. Excellent. All right. simple. Oh, we... Um, yeah, we're, we're... Jack Burton already? Yeah, we, we yeah, Jack Burton. You went to get Rice Krispie Treats. Bro. I went to go take it. a leak. I had to go really bad. All right. So, I've never watched this movie fully, um, but I know about pretty much what was going on. Yeah, uh, I liked to get really drunk at your old apartment and say, hey, let's fucking pull up the clip for fucking Crossroads. And so I there's a nostalgia. The showdown a hundred times. So there's a nostalgia already built in based off of that. Okay. Um, the story, I thought it's fun. It's a, it's a cool little story. Um, they didn't completely botch the the guitar playing, you know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. sometimes it doesn't look like him actually playing, but... The the fingerings seem to be in places that if he was playing a high note, he was going up, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but the storyline is pretty cool. I like it. I think it was fun to watch. I'd re I'd rewatch this. All right, so it gets a rewatch for me. Fuck yeah. Um, I I mean I definitely I could rewatch this. That so I mean we always put like a, a lot of footnote disclaimers on how it's rewatchable or like if you're with somebody who's never seen it, or if you're having... Be well, blah, 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 blah. I think this is anytime rewatchable. Like, 
if you're doing stuff around the house, have it on the background, great. If you got a couple hours to kill and want to watch something entertaining, great. If you got people around, you want to watch something, you know, like absolutely any scenario, 100% of the time, I would always, always be down for watching Crossroads. Uh, and also, the soundtrack is awesome. It, I mean, you can just stream it. Everybody has Spotify, your fucking Apple Music, or whatever people use now. But soundtrack is fantastic. My man, Rakuter, slide guitar prodigy. I love him. Uh, so that does it. That does it for us this week. 100% rewatchable for Crossroads with Ralph Macchio. Uh, all right, if you like what you heard, Tell your friends. If you didn't like, let us know. And how do you let us know? You find us on Twitter at our new handle, at Their Watch Party. That's right. You can email us at theirwatchparty at gmail.com. But join us next week as we take out a gang of satanic rape murderers with Brandon Lee and The Crow. Finally, since I fucked that all up weeks ago. My bad, guys, but we are officially getting to The Crow next week. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and thanks for rewatching. Get on out of here. People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow could bring the things right. Victim.